This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that knows it needs to be patient. Now, Chelsea started their Premier League campaign away to Huddersfield on Saturday, and unlike the horror show against Burnley last at home last season, came away with all three points in a 3-0 win. Oh. So far, so good for the beginning of Smoking Sarri's reign. Uh, but in truth, it was far from a, fle- a free-flowing performance, and, it, and he played it pretty safe with the team selection. Uh, we perhaps face far tougher opposition next Saturday, and there is a nagging feeling that Sarri might be uh, right, that his Chelsea team will take time to adapt to his methods, and we will need to be patient. But can we? Well, there we go. Who knows? The Chelsea Fancast, number 429. Uh, patience. Wow seemed appropriate for tonight now noisy noises off from the heavy breathing wonderful person who i i haven't seen since last season which is terrible because he's he's had uh ankle ops and uh holidays and god knows prosthetic surgery yeah. who knows but it is the wonderful delightful uh the reverend tony glover is amongst and good us. evening archbishop and thank you for that yes i've had ankle i've had mm. ankle surgery my holiday starts thursday probably proper holiday you know i had a cruise yes. in between yes. but you know yeah um and uh, i've taken yeah. the summer off uh, or the, the close season to um, to basically get my try and get my Chelsea mojo back. After after a, after yeah, you, a World Cup, a, a, well, you... I had a World Cup that reconnected me with international football, where the football is not influenced by money. You can't buy the players who are in your country, and I just loved every second of it. It way exceeded anything, and it kind of reconnected me to the pure joy of football. I think in 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 every way. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the, that was the consensus among amongst most people, really. But uh, Tony, great to have you back. Of course, uh, you can't have Tony on the show 
without having his fellow smut buddy, the delightful girl who likes balls, Ms. Alexandra Churchill. Oh, can I just say, now we're off of commercial radio, I fucking love you guys. <laughs> oh, that's I've missed you so bad. Oh, oh, that's really sweet. We had fun last Friday, didn't we, Alex, actually? I enjoyed that show immensely. Yeah, it was great was fun. fun. Mm. We'll have more fun tonight. That of, of that, there is no doubt, largely because the man who was uh, absent last Friday because he was earning his hugely enormous fee for voiceovering, uh, Mr. Jonathan King. I earned a magnificent crust, Chidge. It was <laughs> grotesque, oh, grotesquely good. enormous. Yes, ah, yes. Ah, I'm, I'm get yes. I'm getting a semi at the prospect of uh, all I've that. That's got fantastic one. News, I've got Jonathan. one at the moment. I can't help but have one. Uh, but <laughs> only may a I, semi. Did, by the way, only actually, a semi because I'm I heard a rumor that he I'm walked so around old. with a hang on. Whoa! Time, time out. Time out. Everybody, everybody, time out because I have to. Sorry, of course I forgot, Jonathan. It being that we've got Tony and Alex on the show, stop talking over each other. Just wait. The, t- the name of this show tonight is Patience. I commend that verb to you, Jonathan. Can I say, can I say, yeah, the semi that I've got is because of my age. That's good. <laughs> so, that's an improvement, yeah, isn't it, yeah, really? Yeah, can I say that, yeah. But also, oh. may I congratulate Tony on the wonderful pictures of the television set that he kept sh- showing us on Facebook. I like Oh, when really they, see. yes. When I was showing my stocking, be stocking legs, etc. Yeah, yeah, but also in the background, the telly was always on. I always yes, liked that it was, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Very amusing. Amused me a lot. Um, but yes, no, a joy to be on. I'm uh, sorry t- I missed Talking Friday. of semis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. No, we had a good show, mate. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, I'll tell you what. You, you know that both Aaron and Jonathan aren't on the show when the silliest person on the mic is me. Yes. 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 Because it was, yes. it was, it was, it was um, quite, a, quite bizarre. Was it Chris? Was it the Guna Chris who was on no, it was Jake. Uh, it was Jake, Jake actually. Oh, Jake. Bubba. Good, good yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. I almost yeah. phoned in actually. It was all right. I good got show. back almost phoned in. Did yeah. you? Oh, you should I had have about done. 10 to, I hadn't listened to the show though. I thought I don't know what I'll be talking about. I probably have, you'll have talked about it. You'll say we've well, talked about that. Yeah, I thought you said, but you know. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, no, we we had no idea what we were talking about. It was a good show though. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, you're bound to you're uh, anyway, it'll be a good show. Sorry, yeah, it'll be a good show tonight as well. I have no doubt of that. Uh, right, and on it, in fact, we're going to be uh, discussing Chelsea's good start to the season and acknowledging that they have not yet clicked fully. Uh, but in part two, we're going to have a look at Kante's new role with his licence to Rome. Uh, Jorginho, is he the new leader in the team? Uh, keeping the faith in Morata and having a quick look at uh, next weekend's match against the Arsenal. Uh, in part three, we've just got we've got ma- oh, so much news to give out. Sorry if it's going to be a bit boring for everybody, but uh, uh, amongst it all, uh, I will be announcing, of course, that the uh, return of the Kerry Dixon show is this Thursday. How about that? Spoke to the great man last week, and he's up for it, of course. So there we go. Uh, obviously, we'll be plugging Friday ne- next Friday's Love Sports show. The uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust AGM is at the weekend, so I'll give that a plug as well as Patreon, CFC UK and CPO. Uh, and, of course, we've got some birthday shout-outs this week, some special people to whom I will say happy birthday. And uh, last but by no means least, Alex will be talking to us about her new book, uh, possibly book, sir. I don't know. It depends how she feels. Uh, in part four, Jonathan has got a couple of emails to read out. Wonderful. And if we have time, 
And this is only if we have time, uh, and if the people uh, listening live in Mixler oblige, uh, we will answer their questions in what I'm terming, because, you know, we've got the Archbishop Chidge here and the Reverend Tony Glover, so I'm calling it the Chelsea Fancast con- uh, Confessional. <laughs> so basically, if you've got if you've got any questions you need answers or anything you want to fess up to, the last part of the show, we'll try and squeeze a few questions in from you people on Mixler, but you have to post them in the chat room. Don't listen... Talking is kind of a Catholic thing, isn't it, confessional? Do not, uh, uh, no premature ejaculation of posting questions because they will be so far down the timeline I won't be able to retrieve them. So you'll need to wait while Jonathan's reading his emails. Post a few in there then and we'll see if we have time to answer them. How about that? There we go. Interaction. What more could you possibly want? Now, um, having just mentioned the lovely people that are in Mixler tonight in dispatches, uh, of course, don't forget, you can listen to the show live, live. On every Monday, apart from, yeah, that's right, Jonathan, live every Monday, apart from when it's not on a Monday, uh, at 7 o'clock by going to Mixler, mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in all the chat uh, by posting on the live chat page, and, of course, you can always tweet us at Chelsea fancast, and uh, we've got a, a wonderful selection of people in Mixler tonight, one of whom um, I recognise, it's a guy called Tony Glover. <laughs> I'm always in there. He's apparently not allowed to mention why why he's got no. a semi. Uh, Joe the Blue, Vinda Blue, 30A Blues. Lots of Americans in here, I think, tonight. Uh, and we have a Scotsman, a Bonnie Scotsman, Bonnie Rig Blues, Rob Dog. I haven't seen Rob Dog in here for ages. Jace, how are you, mate? Vinda Blue, one of our wonderful writers. Loads more as well besides. Hopefully we'll be uh, talking to a few of them later on, uh, which we will do. Uh, well, we'll be talking anyway after this very short break. So, Huddersfield away, first match of the season. Bit of an odd one, really. Um, nobody expected that one, but hey-ho. Um, Alex, you were there. Uh, tell me about it. What was it like going up there? I mean, I read your fantastic blog. By the way, everybody go and read Alex's fantastic blog, uh, which will go on the Chelsea Fancast website sometime. When, uh, Well, in fact, indeed, uh, when Keon emails her the link. Um, Alex, you were there. Um, tell me about Huddersfield away. Um it's an odd place. They don't signpost it to it. You're like 10 miles away. It's like it doesn't exist. And then you sort of roll in and there's some quite big houses on the outskirts and you think, oh, this isn't bad. And then you turn a corner to where the football ground is and they're like, ah, this is what I was expecting. Like derelict buildings everywhere and gravy. But, uh, they have a stand called the Fantastic, Fantastic, Fantastic Stand which was like, it's a media company that have sponsored it called Fantastic Media, but they have just literally written fantastic everywhere over this stand, which is a little bit tacky. Uh, they had a drum. That was fun. He wasn't that far away. Um, they had clappers, well, they had, Alex. They had clappers. It was driving me up the swan. Well, mate. someone referred to it next to me as a wank double whammy, having clappers huh? and, and a drum. But... Um, yeah, drum man. Oh, he was right near us. I could have knocked him over the head with a spanner. But yeah, it was uh, it was it wasn't as bad as Burnley. 
but it wasn't as nice as Wigan. Wigan was really nice. But they're also all, all blind. Okay. I'm very ups- I'm very upset about Huddersfield. I'm very upset about Huddersfield having uh, a band, you know, clappers and a drum because they're a proper old club. You would have thought they don't need to artificially inseminate an atmosphere into a well, ground. No, it was, it's a bit poor, if you ask me. There Alex. was only one corner down near the away fans and directly next to the away fans making any noise. There was, it was not not any particular effluence of uh, energy and excitement. It was quite a lot of the, prawn sandwich. They a lot though. They, they booed, did. Oh, they, but they, they, they went they booed from the like, referee non-stop. Then, I know it's hilarious. Regardless. He was yeah. new and he did very well actually. And he, he was he okay. Had, yeah. He had a little bit of a, a crappy spell in the second half, but he was all right. And then there was one random decision that was that was never a foul or anything, and it was just one that he didn't blow up. And he actually let the, the game flow really well. He didn't pull up on a lot. And there was one thing suddenly he didn't pull up on, and they decided to start singing, "You don't know what you're doing," and you're a load of shit. And I think oh, he thought it was rather harsh. He was all right. I've not yet enough reason to hate Chris Kavanagh. He can stay for now. Hmm. All right, okay, let's talk about the game as a whole then. Um, as I said, I, I mean, you know, overall, summarising, it was a pretty good start. And I don't, I don't think anybody really around the table expected a 3-0 win. Um, I think Jonathan, I think the first thing really is that, um, I mean, actually, to be fair, Alex and I and Ollie Harbord pretty much predicted the lineup that he chose um, on Saturday. But, uh, you know, he, he was kind of playing it safe, wasn't he, really? So it wasn't, it wasn't too cavalier throwing youth players in left, right and sideways. But did, you know, he played it safe, don't you think? Did you not think that was inevitable, Chidge, though? Did you not think that... Um, yeah, you know, I did. He's established, no, I he did. stated that he thought that uh, hudson Adoy uh, um, wasn't quite ready yet. And, uh, and I think Ampadu and Christensen were paired because I think that's the way he thinks of them. But he's not going to pick them. Um, so uh, I, I, I liked it as a team, I, I, and I um, he got it right, didn't he, Ollie? Because he said that Hazard wasn't going to play, which I thought was clever actually. Um, but I didn't quite understand this business about him not being fit, because uh, um, all the other Premier League teams played their Belgian contingent. Yeah, um, but their Belgian but, contingent doesn't stuff but, burgers in the close season. Ah, don't spend it in yes. Burger King quaffing. Yes, one, of course. They? God love him. Of course, that's what that's what he does, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so perhaps mm. he meant by that subtly in brackets. You don't <laughs> get picked picked by me if you're a fat boy. Perhaps it's uh, <laughs> perhaps it's that. Or just if your arteries are stuffed with cow. Oh, stuffed with it the first place. <laughs> but when he came when he came on, he was um, uh, he was exceptional. I mean, I, I actually like I, I I I'm afraid to slightly crow about this, but all through b- before Sarri was uh, was appointed, I kept saying. I really can't see um, William going or um, I can't, or Pedro going whilst um, the new manager is so attack-minded because William fits the bill completely for what he wants to do. And so does Pedro. And I think Pedro will be revitalised this season uh, because he's attacking. And they're both very skillful players indeed. And there was... a. Um, there was an interesting uh, comment by, was it Martin Samuel on the Sunday Supplement saying, um, uh, you know, there is no comparison between any of the lower clubs and Chelsea um, because they're, a, they're akin to, to Real Madrid. So this business of saying, let the boy go to the top club, which happened to be the case, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Let him go if he wants to go to Real Madrid doesn't apply anymore because Real Madrid are on a par with Chelsea because they're 
top the 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 top teams, and uh, I thought that was very well observed. And uh, and this business which um, Simon Johnson quoted in the Standard this evening of of William being um, uh, possibly you know no going to uh, pushing away these bids by Barcelona and um, whoever else it was for seventy million. I thought it was he he'd fallen into the trap again, which I'll go on about of believing the idiocy of really thinking that people are going to offer 75 million and 60 million for um, a player who's in, about to be in his 30s. And as William said, in a, did, did we any of us see, I'm sure we did, that fantastic interview he gave in Portuguese, um, obviously because he's a Brazilian, uh, the other day, William, about saying, you know, he was pleased to stay at Chelsea um, because uh, Conte was no longer there, thus proving um, all that we'd we'd believed that he was having great troubles dealing with the, the, the manager. But I've always thought that, that given, a, given a, a setup um, where he thrives, um, he'll, he'll not only stay, but he'll be one of the best players this season because he fits that pattern to me. Um, uh, I'm waffling on a bit here. Uh, I, I'll let somebody else have a go. I just wanted to talk about... We're going to talk about... All right, we're gonna... you, run, you run out of things. No, I haven't. I've got, I I'll tell you what, mate. No, no, no. Can I just, no, can I just yeah, come yeah, back do. on you about the William? Do, do. Because... You know, Marco, Marco, Marco posted a tweet, and I've got to say I'm slightly inclined to err on Marco's side. You know, wouldn't wouldn't William be better off keeping his trap shut about things like that? Um, I, I, I was refreshed by it to hear somebody actually talking about it for a change. Well, um, after he'd done that idiocy with the emojis, we weren't really yeah, in doubt anyway, yeah, were we? That yeah, was the one no. he shouldn't have done. If somebody this made was out just that it kind was, of confirming it, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was also. It was a Something, ridiculous excuse, wasn't it? That his, his daughter had done his it all. Kid had done, I mean, that's, yeah, that's up there with the dog, you know, the dog ate my homework, isn't it? That's what yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was pleased because I wanted to hear somebody say something about the fact that the that last season was toxic. You know, I wanted to hear it from a player. He wasn't, I know, I think he had something like 55 appearances, mostly as a substitute in the last five seconds. You know, but it was he was pushed out last season. And, and he, for me, he's, he's one of my favourite players of the last few years. And I'm uh, I'm very pleased. I thought I thought he was great on Saturday. I thought he was terrific, really terrific. Mm. Um, and it, but, uh, um, and I, I I'm I'm I just think it it works. As I say, it works having him up there because he's so skillful that any of this one touch stuff that they get up to it, it suits his game absolutely down to the ground. And the same with Pedro it, because they're so skillful. Yeah. They're skillful guys, skillful players. And I think to to say that their careers are over at Chelsea was uh, was ludicrously premature. Well, indeed, I t- I've got to be honest, Jonathan. I, I I do like a bit of Willie, which is why me and Tony drink in the cock, isn't it? Tony? <laughs> it is absolutely. Oh, you can't beat oh, Tony. Oh, Chidge. There we go. For, it, it's uh, we've only been going oh, quarter of an hour, and I've already got a knob God. gag. I've already got me knob gag. Actually, talking of which, did anybody see notice in the news about uh, um, a Newcastle fan getting arrested oh, for yes. waving his willy at the Spurs fans, which I thought was quite funny. Anyway, look, we digress. Enough of willies. Uh, Tony, um, racist. You know, obviously Pedro and William started, and we kind of talked a little bit about why. But of course, the casualty—well, it wasn't a casualty necessarily. I mean, you know, Hudson Odoi wasn't even on the bench, and there seems to be a bit of uh, uncertainty as to as to whether he was injured or or what. You know, I mean, he really impressed in pre-season. It would have been nice to see him on the bench, well, wouldn't it? Given that you know Hazard didn't get a start. I think, I think the sounds of the collective sounds on of egg on faces 
um, right the way across social media. That was people. I mean, one guy, I can't remember his name, Alex Goldberg, I think, or somebody like that, just went into oh, the, one of those, God. one of the most pompous loads of crap about, you know, this is typical. It's it's holding out another player. It's stopping, blocking someone's path, whatever. And I think it was Marco again who went back and said, or well, oh, it might just be that he was injured. And Kelvin Barker, I think the two of them joined up, <laughs> double handed him. <laughs> uh, uh, and it was it was pathetic. I mean, the guy was apparently injured. He tweaked something in training. That's why he wasn't there. I don't think Sarri. I mean, I'm, you know, I I, I have made my feelings about Sarri through the close season pretty clear to most people. And um, you know, I'm still going to be shouting, but he's not got any clothes on, um, like the little boy shouting at the emperor until such time that he proves me wrong. But Hudson Adoy looks the real deal, and um, I, and I'm quite, you know, I always think people go, there's a lot of people been going, oh, he's only 17. Do you know what? Rain Rooney was only 17 when he really burst onto the scene. So was Jimmy 17. Green. And I just think if you're, you know, I've always taken the same view, JK. Um, if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. That's as simple as that, you know. Um, and uh, it, it, I've got to be honest, Tony. I like to take the uh, take the reverse view, which is if you're old enough, you're good. Well, enough. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's a terrific player. He really looks the business, and and I think you know it's what we've always sort of said. I've I, I still have severe doubts over whether any coach on a two year tenure. Um, we'll take any chances if the targets, which we don't know, I mean, the targets may not be stupid, um, but they have been, you know, constant over 15 years or whatever of, you know, Champions League football, competing for the title, a trophy, etc. If that's been dropped out for a season and you've got Ampadu, who I think is equally as impressive as Hudson-Odoi, but in a far less spectacular role because he's a defender, um no, I think it all goes well. I'd like to. I think Ruben's loved his cheek. I think another one. I think I'm glad we he hasn't gone out on loan. But I will say this: I think Gareth Southgate did more for Ruben's loved his cheek than any Chelsea manager has ever done, for sure, by giving him those those appearances in the World Cup. So I'm I'm pleased that you know a lot of people um, really did just jump <clears> on it and go, "Oh, he's doing the same thing." Do you know what? The guy was injured, young lad. Um, that I think that was genuinely the only reason behind it. Genuinely. Mm. Alex has got some some news on that from Blue Squirrel, but apart from maybe or maybe not answering that, Alex, as you see fit, um, I, I I missed this completely because of course I didn't I didn't see the match uh, live because I was uh, I was at Lords uh, getting very drunk on a nice bottle of rose. Actually. But um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, what that, a rough that, old that now that now what a rough old what? test you had there then this weekend, what? didn't you? Yeah, very, I, did, I get. I got sunburnt too. Yeah, it serves me right. And I'm now. I'm now. I'm now drummed out of the proper Chelsea. Nah, club, so, what so I like about you, Cheech, but it's, Alex, it's, it's, it's tough, mate. But you do it. You know, you. I don't care. Yeah, you know, you. Yeah. You're proper hard, mate. Proper nails, you. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest, Tony. Four days at Lords, uh, half of which was spent in a pub because it was raining, mate. I'm. I am like. I'm on my, on my, you know, you know when you, you yeah. run the car down and you don't fill it up with petrol and it's running on yeah. air or ether or whatever. That's me at the moment. I am absolutely, I am flagging. I am very, very flagging. I had to apologise to my colleagues today for the for the fact that I'm basically brain damaged after four days. Can you hear that? Anyway, Alex, you hear that noise? Um, it is Squirrel. the world's smallest violin, Chich. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't deserve any sympathy, I know. Alex, Blue Squirrel may have news on Hudson Adoy, but more to the point, because I wasn't there and and I you know, you get bollocks on match of the day. Who was the captain? I'm quite curious as to who who captained Chelsea on, on Saturday. Dave. He gave it to Dave um for that game, but he says he's holding it. Oh, don't be surprised if it's Jorginho. But 
I said in my blog, actually, it was brilliant to see that um, the goal, new goalie, Kepa, Louise, Dave, um, even midfielders as well were all behaving like captains. There was like a good four or five players obsessively trying to push our line up for the entire game, shouting at each other, talking. Um, like Courtois, the big nose yapping pain in my ass that I hoped would never like darken my day again until he arrived at Madrid and went I really hope Hazard comes to join me just fuck off take your money and fuck off anyway sorry yeah so it was Dave um but it's it looked like a lot of players making a play for the captaincy which is good to see because most of the time they just stood around staring at each other last season and didn't do anything but yeah Hudson Adoy uh limped off the pitch in training he took a knock in training and that is categorically the only reason that he wasn't on the bench he probably wouldn't have started as he wouldn't have started he was always going to play it safe but he he would have got a spot on the bench but they decided not to risk it i think that's a good point alex thank you for that i think it's a really interesting point about this uh, captaincy issue i mean you know we've we've lacked leadership all over the bloody shop recently and actually you know it's perhaps a bit of a misnomer because i think you know i think uh, Aspilicueta is okay. He could do the job. I think Louise has got you know leadership yes. credentials. Yes. I think Alonso can step up. I think Rudiger's a natural leader. We've seen him fight for stuff uh, last season. Jorginho is clearly Sarri's man. Uh, more of him later. But they, um, they communicate. Uh, Kante. Can I? I love it. You actually, you. I didn't even ask you to be quiet. You did either that or your because mic. You're fell just going to carry but on. But anyway, Kante, so... can. <laughs> well, no, I actually stopped and waited for you. Oddly, <laughs> I wish I hadn't. There's more communication in that one game at Huddersfield, shouting at each other and talking and working together than I saw for the whole of last season combined. It's no coincidence yeah. that William said in that interview that they didn't know what Conte wanted for them. He absolutely ran them into the ground in training um, to the point that I don't think that his own staff didn't know what they were driving at. He didn't know what he was driving at and the team didn't either by the end of it. But... Um, what Leon's pointed out on the thing is it don't be talking about Hudson or Joy and why he wasn't even on the bench. The big one was Emerson. That's supposed to be our second choice left back. Mm, Marcus Alonso isn't a traditional left back. I worry about his defending against some of the bigger sides. And for Emerson not even to be on the bench, that's a little bit. Hmm. Mm, I hadn't noticed that. That isn't. That is indeed. That is indeed an interesting point. Look, let's just... just uh, Actually, do you know what? I was going to sum this up, but let's get into this in part two. I think that'd be much more fun. Uh, uh, and actually, you know, in part two, we're going to be uh, particularly looking at uh, Kante's new role, which I'm intrigued by, actually. He seems to have a license to roam. Uh, Jorginho is also very interesting, uh, and I've actually asked that question. Is he, is he the new leader in the team? Uh, we're also going to be talking about keeping faith in Morata, and we're also going to have a look at Arsenal at uh, the weekend. We'll see you in a second. Only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea.
Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. You are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. You lucky, lucky people, you. You're privileged. No, you're not really. I'm grateful that you do. Well, you and the three or four people who do, apparently. And my mum, of course. Uh, now, uh, other than listening to this show, uh, which you can do every Monday night live, live. at 7 o'clock, uh, live, uh, you can also listen to us live <laughs> every Friday night at 7 o'clock. Live! On the radio, on the old-fashioned wireless, uh, on Love Sport Radio. It's wonderful. And, uh, and an added bonus again for this season... <laughs> We have the, uh, we have the, I, I know, I'm trying to ignore it in the hopes that it might just die or something, anyway. Um, it's gone into pirate we mode. We also have Kerry Dixon show on Thursdays. There we go. Jonathan, bloody kid, honestly. Yes, 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 yes. And that, that reminds me of that, um, that, that kind of voiceover film, you know, can you give it, can you roar? Give it, give it a bit more line, oh, Jonathan. Oh, don't chidge, you, know, anyway. chid, you bastard. No, don't, don't. That was. I know. No, I wasn't intended to be hurtful. I, re- I really, honestly, if I wanted to try and be hurtful, I could have done. But some, obviously, I can do it without even trying. Um, anyway, you, the other thing you need to do is check out the wonderful ChelseaFanCast.com website, where there are Heon. He, talking of leaders in the team, uh, Heon has shown more leadership in the Chelsea Fancast website in the last year than I have in the last ten, because he has gathered together. Uh, and corralled a team of excellent and superb writers who can, unlike me, actually, you know, bother to write for the damn thing, and they do a fine job. We will give them a collective and an individual shout-out later, but uh, well done, Hion, for being wonderful, basically. Right, um, we were were, uh, kind of... uh, getting into more specifics about the game really and the first thing i really want to talk about is kante um you know a lot of people in demedia who clearly know everything you know they are omniscient omnipotent call it what you will but they were all saying oh how is kante going to fit into the side how's he going to play with Jorginho? completely ignoring and forgetting the fact that uh n'golo kante i you know i said many times before the start of the season but um, I would say he is our most important player. And when it was all kind of chats about who might go, I said, actually, you know, it would be more damaging in some respects and he'd be more irreplaceable if we lost him than it would be losing Hazard. So anyway, he's a world-class player, so he can pretty much do anything he likes. And as we know, there are two of him. But it's lovely to see, A, him getting forward more and Jorginho picking him out, although it was William who found him. But... You know, we actually haven't had any midfielders, I don't think, recently since Lampard left, who can actually make those uh, unseen runs into the box and get on on things, Jonathan. So that was uh, very pleasing to see. And also the fact that actually Jorginho and Kante will interchange intelligently in that kind of role. Well, they do, but um, Kante hasn't got the shot, really, that Jorginho has um, or is required of it. I was worried about his role. Um, I'm sorry to be a bit negative about this, but I thought, hang on, no, where does he fit in? Because, all right, he scored and he gets forwards, but forward. But, I mean, it's difficult to judge, isn't it? Because Huddersfield were poor. But he wasn't making any of those uh, um, those uh, tackles or interceptions that he normally makes when he's playing much deeper uh, because he has to, to play further up the field. Um uh, in fact, you have to, what you have to do is play in the opposition half. That's the way that he wants you to do it. And there was a great moment where um, it was pointed out on Sky when uh, um, I can't remember who the commentator was, but he said, all the Chelsea players are in the opposition half, as if this was something peculiar. But, you know, given the fact that Sarri likes to play that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, 
Um, I'm pleased he scored, but uh, even if it was on a scuffed volley that goes in, because uh, um, uh, he arrived last in the box. But I wonder whether whether the best thing to do would be to let Giorgino overlap, because at the moment they appear to be doubling up on each other. Um, but yeah, it's great to see him coming forwards. But uh, um, is that what he's supposed to be doing, or is it just that he has to do it because? Um, that's the role that the other the other midfielder has to do. If Barkley's up, whoever it is is up there. I was we're talking about Barkley and uh, Loftus Cheek, won't we? In uh, mm. um, later on, can I just make a little brief brief point about um, uh, Emerson? I and mean, I wonder whether, in fact, the bench is only so, so big, isn't it? And Moses was on the bench, and you wonder whether if something happened to Alonso, you could put David left back, and then Moses plays plays right back because Moses. The one thing that happened to Moses. Bizarrely, um, uh, under uh, under uh, Conte, was that uh, he became a great defender, and he seemed to lose his ability to beat people in centre, which was what he was originally. So I wonder whether he's noticed that in training. But um, uh, that's just to answer answer Alex's um, you know wonder of where Emerson was. But you yeah, know, I was bemused by that. But I, I'm 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 slightly worried about. Um, um, Kante's role as to whether in fact he has to say they have to work out actually no your skills are so necessary defending that you actually probably shouldn't be going up as much as Giorgino Giorginio I should say um, but I think I think Jonathan in mitigation yeah. you know I think Sarri likes likes Giorginio to play the deep lying role yeah so that he can yeah. conduct things that that you know in front of him now, I mean, I think I think actually it's good. I think it gives us flexibility because we know that Sarri likes to get on the front foot and he likes to attack and he likes to attack quickly and in numbers. And I think, you know, if you've got two players who can both play that uh, more defensive role, I think it just gives us more flexibility. I mean, Kante will go, but Kante's got the intelligence to hold back if Jorginho and wants to also go. Should, yeah. And that, you know, that's good because we don't want them all disappearing no, no, I agree. like the bloody cavalry. I agree, and, and it we? is very early days yet. And I, I really think we're going to be surprised by what he ends up with because, I mean, I thought that the, the, there were some lovely attacking moments and he's still not happy with it and says we're not pushing the ball around quickly enough. And we're clearly not for what he wants. No. But I still felt... It overwhelmed Huddersfield on occasions, which was a lovely sight to see because our players yeah. were so much better. We have so many better players than them. And that's why I get annoyed when there's a kind, you know, then, then they were physical, as he said, in the first 15 minutes. But we, we dealt with it. He said, Sarri said, we're not very good at dealing with, um, with the physical. We're not a physical team. But I thought we dealt with it OK, actually, because we're more skillful. Um, but no, I think the thing to remember is that this was, it's hugely work in progress. We dealt with them very well and, uh, and it's going to get better and better and better. I think the hopes for the season are, are uh, enormous. I think it's going to be a really fantastic season. So, hmm. Tony, thoughts on Kante? I don't care if they do overlap as long as they understand what they're doing i think it's nice wouldn't it you know it's it's almost like the desire for a kind of double strike force where you you know if if the other team are worried about one the other one's loose do you know what i mean and um i i, mm. I i've i'm hugely impressed always by Canty. i think the worst game ironically that he's played um was the world cup final he was absolutely dreadful in that i don't know what happened to him there um 
possibly nerves, but every other game he's played, he's... He wasn't well, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think he that's part of what he did, yeah, didn't he? He, was, he had a touch of the old um, trots, I think, yeah. Um, which is remarkable that he got out on the pitch at all, I suppose, in that sense. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I don't, I don't think there's any any concerns. I think if they've if they've clicked, and Sarri has spotted that, um, and, and let's not forget that we've got Zola in there as well, who is also a, a beautiful pair of eyes for watching interchangeable players. You know, flipping between different roles and uh, one bombing forward, one sitting back, and that uh, that that is genuinely quite exciting. As long as they have that understanding, and you know, I think it's. We've, we've spoken about it on here before. I think JK as well, you know, where you get this kind of unspoken um, bond between, you know, two players. We had it with Hasselbank and Johnson, didn't we? And uh, arguably with Duff and Robin, with their, their ability to switch wings and know it wasn't sort of like a call. It was that we're going to do this now just to really piss the opposition off. Um, and if we see that, I would be really, really pleased. I, I you know, I've, I, I've, I still, I still, you know, I forecast, we did a in shed last week, I still forecast us for fifth. Um, I, I think it's going to be such a big work in progress. But there are some real promising signs. And I know you're going to talk about Barkley later, but he has been hugely impressive. Even um, as Alex... Yes, wait, wait, talk, talk about him now, Tony. Talk about well, him now. I just, I just think, you know, when we bought him last season for 15 million, we had the conversation on here, and, and I did it on the pod shed as well, saying about whether or not it was a risk or a gamble. And I said, look, you know, for 15 million, I don't think it is. Um Here's a player that openly admitted, um, you know, he didn't come to us first of all because he had, you know, such a poor injury. And then when he did come to us, the word that came out was he had been so poorly treated and diagnosed, um, you know, that it was going to take longer for him to recover. And I think, you know, we wouldn't have paid any money for him unless we were confident that our medics knew what they were doing, could diagnose what the issues were with the injury and, and gently nurture him back. He's always been a big, good prospect. I would have bought him four or five years ago. Um, uh, uh, because I don't care, you know, there's this myth that he, yeah, so he's from sort of Liverpool area. I don't care, you know, the, the days of getting somebody within a five mile radius of Southwest Six have long gone. Um, and I just think he's been so professional, right? Uh, after, you know, real patchy last season, he's obviously put his head down, worked really hard, has got, you know, even as a bloke, he's got the most impressive pair of buttocks, I think, since Ivanovic. Um, I think I think uh, our our the delightful and lovely um, Alex is probably going to be maybe even salivating at that very thought. I don't know. Yeah, shut up now, Tony. Let me talk. <laughs> well, that's one word. That's one word for so it. So 21, 21 minutes into the game, I'm standing there with Janice, and he turns around to face the other way, and I said to her, "Hang on a minute." I was like, "Look at Barclay's ass," and she went, "Fuck me." Or something to that effect. It was like he could not get any more nice ass into those tiny little shorts if he tried. She was like, I started You wouldn't want the front front side. But God, looking at him from the back, whoa. and that was it for the rest of the game. Every woman in the row was just. Whoa. But uh, he's been impressive as a player. I think Alex, 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 you've just given him a twenty-one bum salute. Yeah. Not only that, but. Yeah. Your your semis have just gone full now because yeah. I'm, I'm not lying. It is phenomenal. And yeah. someone said, oh, he needs to get a bigger pair of shorts. And I said, shut up. <laughs> shut up. He doesn't. He's wearing perfect shorts. Never, ever change. But he has been so impressive. And actually, yeah. he and Pedro worked so, 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 so hard at Huddersfield. Like, I don't know what you saw on camera, but... Pedro literally got that ball in the middle for the first goal and went, oh, fucking, I've, I've had enough of fucking around. Let's go. 
boom, and he was off. And that's what made the first goal. And when Barkley went off and Loftus-Cheek came on, for the first five minutes, Loftus-Cheek did did what Loftus-Cheek really winds me up doing, which was just hop around and not really participate. Um, He did kick in after that, I'll give him that, and he didn't have very long, but we were noticeably worse off when Barkley went off. I, I really do agree with all of that. I mean, I think I might have said it on that uh, the Love Sports Show on Friday. I, I, I'm with you on that, Tony. I, I don't think I'd have heart signed him five years ago. But, you know, we need to remember this is a kid that broke through and, and yeah. uh, you know, broke through into the England side four years ago, four or five years ago. So this is a very talented young man who's been very unlucky with some injuries. And it really does look... I mean, I, I think that there's a hell of a player in there and I just hope that we can bring him out and... You know, I think if we can, I think we've got a, a you know sensational player on our hands. I think what intrigues me is uh, how. Uh, what did no, I you say? Didn't. It's Dean Mears. He said it's such a shame that in 2018 <laughs> that men are only what? being seen as a nice ass in shorts and not a person. Look at yes. my response, further down. Yeah, I agree, Dean. <laughs> Carry on. We are not objects. We oh, are no. not objects to be objectified. <laughs> Um, but there you go, Jonathan. Um, you know, lot of lot of Barkley love going on here. Um, I think it's interesting, isn't it, that he's going to be set up. Uh, I think you know, it's it's him versus Loftus Cheek in many respects, isn't it? Um, yes, I think so. Um, Tony can speak for me if he wants. I don't no, know. no, no. Sorry, Jake. I'll just no, 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 I think right. it's a no, fair no, point. No. no, you can. Um, uh, I could. I was miming this end actually. I was. <laughs> I thought. I was wondering whether I could, I could, I could fool, could fool Chidge, <laughs> and I could then say, no, that was me, that was me. Um, um, uh, I, 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 the jury has always been out for me with with Loftus Cheek for that very reason, Chidge. Is Reader, that, is, sorry, Jonathan, interim yeah. manager's post that just come up on the and Mixlot is spot on. I think it's exactly what you're about to say. Oh, read it, read it then, read it, read it. Oh, he says, hasn't Ruben watched Sesk? Receive, pass, move. Ruben receives, dribbles, passes and meanders to a dead stop. Yeah, it's the meandering, isn't it? Mm. It's the, he, he has that ability to look uninterested, which he, I have to say, I don't think I got that when he played for England and I don't think I got that for some of the matches when he played for Palace, but he seems to have, he did when he played for us on those appearances. The, the dilemma they've got is like, like Bakayoko, you know, you you have a chance to impress the manager, and uh, and you and you you don't do it. You think, well, that's it. Then you're on your bike, or you're not going to get selected. And similarly, going back to Emerson, perhaps he hasn't impressed in training. We don't know what's going on, do we? Um, but I, I think I, I... well, Breedsy, Breedsy, yeah, oh, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan on Mixler, Breedsy says, but he's got a bad back, ah, which is interesting. I think that's actually true. Yes, that yes, is true. Yes, he has got a bad has. back. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we're, yeah, being, unfair. we're being unfair then, because. Uh, um, uh, but that, you know, what a, what a dreadful time to, for the for the back to still to reappear when you're trying to impress the new manager. Mm. But no, I think Barkley's like a new signing, uh, and I'm I'm very pleased for him because remember you have to remember when he played for Everton mm. about three years ago, he was great and he ran the team himself, and you thought, well, this guy's going to be playing for England, and he's like Lampard. So perhaps you know that's if he can if he that's... can. Turn it on for us, then fantastic! Yeah. You've got an ex- an excellent player. Um, no, so that's why I'm so positive about the season. I just look at players and think, well, you, you know, yeah, you're gonna, you're, it's it's we've got we've got we made some good signings and we've got some some people from last year who were who were injured who are now being are being able to express themselves. I mean, I think it'll obviously be very different watching the Arsenal game, but I think we're going to come away with a 
with a win there as well because um, um, uh, it's it's a, clearly a completely different atmosphere, and and they won't be overworked. And I'd like to be able to see what they're like when they're not knackered because they clearly were all knackered last season. Remember, this is the team that that mm. won the title the year before last. You know, we mustn't forget that. They're a very talented yeah. bunch. Yeah. You know, so everybody who constantly on... They are. They're, they're good very players. good players. Everybody on Twitter has a go all the time about them. And terrible board, terrible transfer window, <clears throat> terrible... Everybody's past it. Sell them, get rid of them. They're just, they just sort of don't yeah. get it, really. You just think, they come on. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'd just like to say at this juncture, Jonathan, that over the next uh, two hours of this show... No talking monobrows will be hard. <laughs> Indeed. Um, listen, I want to talk about Jorginho. Every time we, we try and talk about Jorginho, we get excited about somebody else. Uh, he, he's intriguing me, uh, lady and gentlemen, because he, you know, he's clearly Sari's man, isn't he? And, and I thought, I, like, I mean, he is the conductor. I mean, you know, we, you often hear about uh, there's a player, usually the captain, who is the manager on the pitch. He, he's the guy that imparts what the manager wants on the pitch. And I think not only does Jorginho do that, but I think he's, he's been brought in by Sarri specifically to do that. And I also thought it was very interesting that he took the penalty. I mean, there were other players on the pitch. Maratta, uh, I give you one, for example, who you might have expected to take that penalty. Oh, no, it was Jorginho. Not after pre-season. Um, he is going to be... Yeah, well, well, true enough. But he is going to be key, I think, isn't he, to this season, Alex? Uh, you know, if the Sarri plan is going to work, uh, Jorginho is the is the crucial kind of, you know, ingredient in that, do you think? Absolutely. Do you know what, as well, um, a lot of people did give him man of the match on Saturday. And the, the problem with him is, what once again, it's not a shiny, glorious role. He plays in the middle at the back there. But he's already fitted in very well. Um, he seems to get on really well with everybody else as well, like judging by all the hugging and the backslapping and everything that they seem to be getting on well at the back. But it's like, it's not so much so that nobody else thinks they have a voice. That's what I'm saying about the communication was brilliant. But yes, he very much is the one driving Sarri's vision of football forward. Uh, John JK said it earlier, it's not fast enough yet. You can see what they're trying to do. And notably Dave and Kante and Pedro, so the three little troopers that just get on with life and do as they're told. More than I'm not saying other people haven't, but more than anyone else, they are the the ones you would expect, aren't they, to just behave like angels? They were really trying the one-two touch, move it on fast, always move it forward. Other people are trying and they're doing it, but they they would lapse back into passing it sideways or going backwards if they had to. Um, it's like an either or: do they go fast at the moment or do they pay one touch? Uh, they're not doing fast one-two touches that sometimes they're resorting to one or the other, whereas those three seem to have really taken it on board already. But it's definitely Jorginho that's reminding everybody throughout the whole game. And he orchestrated so much of what went on on Saturday and was so much the focus that that's what I mean when I say don't be surprised if he's the captain. And I, You know what I think about Hazard being a captain. I, I think as much as it would honour him to give him the armband and he deserved that, I, Hazard's the kind of player you just let be Hazard. I think Jorginho... Can... I just think I think it's a bribe, basically, Alex. Well, I think giving, I think giving Hazard the captaincy for me is a yeah, bribe. And I, it's a bribe he doesn't need. I, d I don't don't think he cares that much, to be honest. But mm. um, as long as, as okay, Tony. Sorry, no, Alex. Go for I didn't it. Finish. No, go I'm on. done. Go for it. 
Okay. No, I, I just, I just wanted to uh, ask Tony what, you know, I know Tony is a weak, of a weak disposition in some senses and is, is, is easily frightened. What did he, what did you think of that penalty, mate? Do you know what? I think if Hazard had been on the pitch, I don't think he'd have got anywhere near it. <clears throat> Um, because Hazard is, what you basically Hazard... said there was smart buddy's a massive pussy and can't no. remember <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. basically though I, 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 you might think that I couldn't possibly you do comment. know that I'm I'm now back to not watching penalties at Stamford Bridge I, I, I'm now expected to turn my no back on way. them again um, and I'm perfectly happy to do so because yeah, I do have that kind of god complex about me, which says if I watch the penalty, they will fuck it up. Um, but I would say that um, it was a terrific penalty. He's not going to get away with that all the time no. because people tune wise up to that one. But um, when Hazard does it, um, Hazard has a fantastic habit of basically looking and then not looking when he hits the ball or looking in the opposite direction. He has a beautiful technique and I think he's only uh, missed a couple of penalties a bit like Lamps Lamps was a bit like that as well so you know the, the fear was in the keeper not at the player I, I would say with Hazard he, you know Champions League final again or whatever you go to penalties he's one I want stepping up to take a penalty um, but I think you know it was it was wonderful I mean Matt Letizio, um couldn't uh, was it, it was Matt Letizio, couldn't believe it um, and between him and Jeff Selling, they were saying that that bloke needs a bit more confidence at penalties, you know, sort of bantering away about it. Um, and when you saw it, because you couldn't make out from what they'd said, whether or not he'd absolutely lashed it or whether he'd just taken the piss. And obviously, when he saw it back, he'd taken the piss. Had he done that when I was there, I would have been probably furious. But, you know, there you go. Like you said, huge pussy. <laughs> mm. Well, there we go. I mean, it, it was a penalty, wasn't it, Jonathan? Oh, I mean, obviously. Even Alan Shearer oh, gave that as yeah, a penalty. Yeah, so. yeah, He didn't play the ball at all, the player. He just uh, My only query was, what had, had Alonso, it's really fine whether Alonso has actually played the ball, which is going to miss before the touch happens. We couldn't figure that out live, but it definitely was a stupid tackle. But it was just whether it looked like Alonso might have just towed the ball before the challenge came in. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. He still got floored, didn't he? Why is it? Why is that? As, uh, there was um, contact while he was in the air, and he moved. He moved, and you know, there's no question. In, you know, like I said, of Shearer, um, you know, he's he's normally pretty strident on these things, isn't he? And he went that to penalty in it. You know, yeah. Mm. Mm. And yet there was a huge, okay, huge chance. booing well, look, there, from uh, the uh, from the crowd. How does it feel? Because they've, they, you know, they've not, they've got. Their, Particularly they've those about. That's what I mean. Those a hundred yards away, they were the ones yeah. who were really complaining. Those who well, couldn't it see it at right all. right in front of them, and they had a better view than us, which is why we were a little bit nervy. But then, as the game went on, obviously it did transpire that they were just a whingy bunch of bastards yeah. who wanted every decision. But yeah. Well, like, well, like, like all kind of championship teams, oh, really, you know, they they always moan, oh, the big she, sides she, get all the decisions, and we never get them. She, you know. You think, um, anyway, uh, if you think Palace is what? a hotbed of championship fuckwittery as far as songs go, it is ten times worse at Huddersfield. Every shitty championship song and wordless drawl that you've ever heard, and a drum, and clappers, all in one little corner right next to the away fans. I was hideous. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, oh, yes. uh, our little favourite chum, uh, the, the only the only uh, uh, Belgian uh, waffle muncher that I kind of half like, uh, came on, didn't he? And I think Alex is right. I think he, he he's enjoyed the Burger King a bit too much during his holidays. But you cannot you cannot deny the guy's class. And I mean, he came on, and and we looked a different side. I think when he came on, 
And I thought that third goal that he laid on for Pedro was just beautiful. Uh, he is so vital to us, isn't he, going forward? He really is. So it kind of has, has, has worried me a little bit uh, that we're seeing more reports of 200 million quid being offered by the uh, General Franco's team uh, to lure him away, which worries yeah, but, me but a bit. Do we have to pay any attention to it? He's, no. under, con- he's under contract. Yeah, I agree with what you said earlier. Martin Samuel summed this up perfectly yesterday. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. can just shut the door and go, say, go away. Yeah. We're not going to be able to replace him. We can't buy anybody. Go away. The um, the th- What if he agitates to go? I don't think he will. I don't think he's that sort of player. No, I, really I don't. don't think so either. And I think also, that I think they're, they're, mm. they're ensconced in, the, in the, the newness of it all and trying to work out exactly whether they can play this way. And I think it's, it's more fun and they're not being pushed and the, the toxicity of the previous managers last season has gone. And I think he's... Uh, and also, why, why, as, as we've just been saying, why would the club accept it? He's under contract. Even if he agitates for a movie, yeah. he'll say, well, possibly next year, but can we just see this? You don't even, you know, he's, he's, he'll understand. And if, if everybody's getting a game and everybody's enjoying themselves, he might go, oh, hang on. Yeah, I'm, I, this is fine. Yeah. You have to uproot himself uh, socially. I, I can't see it happening. I just think, it, once again, it's, um, it's, uh, it's the media having a go again. When in doubt, have a go at Chelsea, seems yeah. to me. And I think yeah. I just want to jump in. Martin Samuel made a really good point yesterday. Not only did he say, but he said Chelsea are one of the few clubs, one of the few clubs that can just slam the door in Real Madrid's face right now and say £200 million, don't care, don't want it. You know, yeah. they, yeah. May, they may well try we and see it to the end money, of the season. But, um, you know, as he said, you just keep saying no. Go away. No, go away. We're not going to sell him. Mm. And Hazard, you know, strikes me as, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, an, it's an oddball in the sense that, you know, he can be sort of um, arrogantly humble after a game. You know, he says all the right things with a little wry smile on his face as if to say, yeah, I know I was the best player out there and that sort of thing. But in reality, in his outside life, he doesn't appear to be one of these players who agitates. There's always a spin on what he says, you know, when he says, oh, maybe it's time for a change. Well, you know what? Players probably say that all the time. There's probably all sorts of things that the press will get on. And you know, as well as I do, Chidge, that they will spin Mm. and put a different meaning on a simple phrase from somebody. They'll take unwitting testimony and turn it into a fucking headline. And I, that, that drives me mad. I just think in, in Hazard's case, I think if he goes at the end of this season, i.e., um, you know, 2019, then, then fair play. You know, if he sees us through this season. But I think Jonathan's right. There's plenty of time for him. You know, we, if we built the team around him, like Barcelona did with Messi, arguably Real Madrid had done um, with Ronaldo, uh, I, would, I would even be giving him the captaincy. I thought he flourished when he was given the captaincy for Belgium. I really did. Yeah, I agree. So, Absolutely right. I mean, that goal, Absolutely that right. third goal was a joy, wasn't yes. it? Wasn't it a joy? It's the kind of goal you yeah. just go, oh, that's sad. And if he's that's like that, fantastic. if he's got that turn of pace to run yeah. like he did and he's put on a few pounds with the burgers, fucking hell. I mean, what's that say about the rest of these other lean athletes? Well, actually, I think, it's, I think it's given him a rather nice chunky arse, Alex. Oh, yeah, he's got a phenomenal yeah. real yeah. I think he's got a good one. Men you know, I think, Men I think in terms of, yeah, exactly. May I say that um, uh, the, the other... Um, the other great ass, which would be before most people's time, was uh, was Kenny Swain, of course, who had um, oh, who had yeah, a, a couple yeah. of melons, and 
Jimmy and Floyd Pitt, Hasselbank had a bit and, of a... Uh, he, he did. Not, no, not in the same class as Kenny. Kenny was... Uh, <laughs> there was something about that backside you just looked at. I mean, can I say, not in a homoerotic way, just in observing... Much. You know, that no, please, JK, please. that couldn't, that couldn't yeah. have got any more Ben Hur if you tried. <laughs> it's very tough. But I'd have to be. Can, can I, can I make yeah. a, an extremely um, esoteric uh, remark here? I'd have to be dubbed by Anthony Hopkins for the scene <laughs> for the scenes to remain in the film. <laughs> can I? I was going I just uh, no, I just like I just like to say at this juncture about Hazard being fat. I I wish I was yes. as fat. No, as I was Eden just going to say it's not like you know when he came back in 2015 and he looked like he'd eaten the restaurant. He looked like he'd fucking like broken in one night and just <laughs> eaten the fridge empty raw, not even bother cooking them like every night for a month. He looks like he might have enjoyed his summer holidays, but he doesn't look like. I mean, he'll obviously now he's back in trade. He's only been back five days when they left for Huddersfield now he's back in training in a couple of weeks it'll be fine but yeah he's he's by no means has he been on the edinburgh binge diet of 2015 where he basically was dragging that fine behind along the floor Mm. all right i just want to i just have a quick chat about morata before we we talk about the uh you know the (laughs) arsenal match coming up on saturday um Tony, yes. uh, Alex, what are you laughing about? Three, like two puppies fighting in pillowcases. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, that's usually not, not a descriptor of an arse. <laughs> no, my, it's uh, not, is it, actually? No. Well, no, no, it isn't. That's more kind of ladies' fun yes. bags yes. would be the more appropriate analogy. Um, Jonathan, yes. um, Maratta. Oh. I mean, Alex no doubt can give us more, a more considered view because she was there. But, I mean, my feeling on Maratta is that Actually, you know, Sarri's made a decision. He said, you're my boy. I trust you. I believe in you. Go out and do it. And I think given, you know, what we saw last year, it's clear that Morata is a confidence player, isn't he? It very uh, much so, So yeah. is that the right decision? Well, he fits the speedy pattern, doesn't he? That's the yeah, thing, which exactly. Giroud yeah. isn't as quick as him. Giroud holds the ball up better. But I don't quite know what the central attacker is supposed to do in the Sarri setup. Perhaps somebody can can elucidate about it. Because I, it, it, you know, everybody kept saying Higuain was the man, but I think that was a load of bollocks as well, wasn't it? Because he made he made Mertens into the into a central player. And so you just wonder whether in fact that Hazard plays the proper nine. He doesn't play a fake nine. Um he just, you know, they, the the central, um, the attacker just doesn't need to be anybody who holds the ball up. It's just somebody who's there all the time and is there to to get the ball in the net. My my worry about uh, Morata is um, he arrives well and he runs well, but then the 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 final product is missing. And it wasn't at the beginning of last season. It was excellent, and so it's obviously there with him, but we're just not. Um, Will we ever? Will we see it again? You hope with the practice that we will. You hope yeah, I, we will because he 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 had moments where I thought, oh, he's he's done really well there. But he then, think, he goes down a few blind alleys. Sorry, one second. Tony. He on. goes down he goes down a few blind alleys. But and and he does this thing of getting into a good position and just and hitting it past the post. And you go, oh, it's like that header. He had a lovely header and he just missed. And you think. Well, is it going to come good? You know, let's at least he's at least he's he didn't fall over. He didn't back and fall over. So progress was being made. Yeah. I think he may have done that once. And I'm I'm I think as I say, he fits for me 
he fits the speed that's required at the moment. But you wonder the only, if I was thinking, who would you have to have to fit a Sarri setup? Um, I don't know. It, you know, you'd have to have a. It would have to be somebody like an Aguero, somebody unbelievably world class. And, yeah, uh, um, I, and you know, and we're not going to get them, so we we've somehow got to make do with what we've got. You know, so I, and I think Aguero's lost the pace that was yeah necessary. I agree. I agree. I don't, I'm not, it's just it's the pinpoint accuracy I, of the shot. The shot, not, you know, like yeah, you know, in the as, community I'm shield, as, the ball comes yeah, out. That's it. I'm it's not it. as um, disillusioned with it uh, as I thought I would be because. Um, you know, we, we, we discussed it in, you know, some detail last year about the fact that, you know, there was obviously a, a, a worry with the, his um, girlfriend or wife being pregnant and it being um, turned out to be twins. That's all done and dusted now. Um, I think, you know, that I don't care what anybody says when you've got something like that going on in your life. You know, it, it affects different people differently. But the the idea that these all footballers are kind of automatons that will just go, yeah, well, whatever. She's a little wife. Get back in the kitchen. This is this is a big occasion, a big thing in anybody's life. And I think, you know, I've it, we saw it. Like you said, we know the talents there. Um, is it confidence? Maybe, maybe it's just a little bit of needs to loosen in, get used to the system. I think it's a nice problem that we've got because, in the sense that we've got uh, a player in Giroud who's a World Cup winner. Let's be fair. Uh, coming on or potentially starting some games, uh, Giroud has a fantastic attitude. Yeah, just uh, the, the professionalism of the man. You know, he's not argumentative with the refs. Uh, he doesn't go down, you know, whining and, and whatever. And I've seen a difference in Morata so far. He doesn't seem to be doing the histrionics that he was doing last year. So that is one thing that's coming out of his game, I think, and that would be a good thing. Um, Giroud also defends fantastically. He reminds me of Drogba. He'll come back and he'll defend corners and, and whatever. And I, I, I really got a lot of time for him and I'm glad we kept him. Um, and then you've got a young buck in Tammy Abrahams um, there to come on and prove a point. As you've said before, JK, I think, you know, sometimes you want these players to come on and prove a point. He had a good season with Swansea last year. Um, he doesn't strike me as being the sort of player who... Uh, who who lacks confidence? This is Sammy Abraham. He, he strikes me as a young player who's, you know, who's ready to pick up the the mantle when when ready. So I think it's not a bad problem to have. You know, goals will come from other places as well. But I I, I think once Morata's mojo clicks back in, I think we'll be seeing. Uh, you know, is he going to be an Aguero? Uh, no. Is he going to be a Harry Kane? No. But he's probably going to be, you know, um, uh, maybe a bit more like an Elka was back in his day. That sort of player. Alex, what do you I'm reckon? Bored of him now. To keep it short. I didn't no, I didn't dig him out because it was the first game of the season and whatever. But I'm pig sick of making excuses for him now. Oh he's new. Oh his back hurts. Oh his friend died. Oh his wife's pregnant. I'm drawing a line now. No more excuses. Just play football and be good at it. Because he was I'm sorry, he was woeful on Saturday for most of it the stuff he did do that was good was the selfless stuff that he won't get any credit for anyway um, for other people but every time it fell to him and every time the ball was at his feet it went nowhere, it died with him every time he was played in 
to go forward and drive the ball forward. And I'll just so it's the first game of the season. I won't have a go at him. I won't call him names. I won't say sell him. But he needs to be a lot better. And I would have thought quite quickly as well mm. because I just I'm not doing the whole Torres thing again. It was emotionally exhausting, making excuses for the man, loving the man regardless, just to try and keep your one-upmanship over the Scouse fans. No, I never did that. So I hate I hated him from the very beginning, Torres. I just I'm 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 bored of it now. You've had your first season. You've had time to settle in. Your kids are born now. Get on with it. I suppose the trouble is, though, Alex. Well, is you we, know, what, we've had what, the what, what I, well, hang on, hang on, Jonathan. Hang on, hang on. You started, so you might. Have no, well, you, you you interrupted me while I was going, and we've got the delay, so it's quite tricky to time it. Um, uh, now I was saying to Alex, well, the problem is, is we've got the template of him being very good in the first few months Mm -hmm. and and that we haven't had with any other crap player crap players have just been crap you know and you go i'm sorry off you go the fact that he the fact that he played very well indeed for the first 10 games meant that he's 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 very different for me i just the thing is as well that Mm. because Giroud is so little trouble and he's just come in with a hugely positive attitude and done the best he can and done the semi-final thing in the FA Cup and gone on about his garden and that I'd just and I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't acknowledge the fact that he didn't yeah, even true. have a shot on target in the World Cup because he was selfless Morata did some selfless stuff on Saturday he did he wasn't being selfish but I am not convinced that had he been selfish we would have scored that's all that I'm saying I just wonder if uh I just wonder if if Morata might actually yes be more suited to Sarri's style, where it, where it seems like you've got you've got you know I know that the 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 right and left of him are ostensibly to give the side a bit of width and a, and a kind of wingers, but I I have a suspicion that when Sarri you know gets them up to speed, it'll be a lot of interchangeability. So in in effect, it's like you've got three strikers rather than one striker on his own and two wide men, and, and I think that. You know, he's clearly got technical ability, although we're not really seeing it at the moment. And I just wonder if he might be suited to that. But can you're I, right, both of you. You I know, time else? will tell. Time will tell. And if he if he doesn't make the grade, he doesn't make the grade. But I think I do think we should be patient with him. I really do. And I and I love Oli Giroud, and I think he's a great backup to have. And I'm also really happy that Tammy Abrahams might get a chance as well because I think he's got talent. Anyway, sorry, Alex. I was just going to say, firstly, Breezy, yes, he needs to stop drying his wife's hair. As irrational as it is, right, I don't like a girly bloke anyway and all of his tweets and his hugs and his, oh, give me a dancing with my wife and we're wearing each other's clothes. Whatever, fuck off. Spend more time (laughs) on the training pitch, practicing putting the ball in the net and put that on Twitter because it just comes across awfully. And that photo... Does he wear her knickers? No, the photo that went up... Um, JK was of him blow drying her hair. I'm telling you now, if oh, I was sitting right. in front of the mirror and my potentially my boyfriend came up to me and said, "Oh, give me the hair dryer, I'll do it for you," he'd get the Fergie treatment because that's just not right. It's too far <laughs> over the right. Can I can I can I move it on to talking of girly talking of girly footballers? Uh, I just want to move this. Ver- I just have a very quick uh, chat about Arsenal coming up next week, Tony. Um, do you think, uh, A, do you think that he'll pick pretty much the same team, possibly bring Hazard in for Pedro, I would imagine? Um, should we be concerned? And I know Arsenal managed to look wonderfully incompetent against City, but 
let's face it, I think a lot of better sides than Arsenal will look shit against City. What what encouraged me most about Arsenal was the fact that they didn't seem to have listened to Emery one iota. Ozil was anonymous and lazy to a fault, and they still don't know how to defend or, or even bother to put in a tackle. But that that aside, I, I'm kind of also slightly worried that they, they might have had an absolute hairdryer for him. It might be well after the next Saturday. What do you, know, do you reckon, I mate? I hate playing teams like Arsenal or Liverpool, any of them, on the back of their defeat. Because you just know that they'll yeah. come out of the blocks, that they'll have had their hairdryer treatment or whatever um, Emery's um, equivalent is. Oh, I, I, you know, we we played them off the park for half an hour in the pre-season friendly. And I was pre-season friendly, I grant you that. But we absolutely were so dominant and so bloody wasteful. We could have been five or six goals up. Um, mm. uh, we we fought it over a little bit too arty farty at the end, you know. Let's 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 let's. Uh, we want our goal to look like a, a piece of art. No, fucking stick it in the back of the net. I don't care how it goes, in it. Um, and I think that's part of the uh, the the, the issue. Uh, you know, I think this is this is. But personally, I'm I'm you know uh, I'm going to be in France. I'm going to be um you know way way away from this. I don't. It's certainly not going to be on where I am because it's on BT Sport and they don't carry that over there. Um. But, you know, me, it's got a draw written all over it um, uh, and not necessarily a high scoring one. Um, our defence is, is, I think, a lot better than theirs. Um, I think our attack is potentially a lot better than theirs. I saw enough from them yesterday. I don't think they were as dire as people made out. They had some um, uh, good players. I, I can't how do you pronounce it. Geshwan, is it or something? Um, he's, he's got a sort of David Louise, William crossbreed haircut or whatever. Um but he looked, you know, I mean, he made a few errors, but he looked like he was, you know, up for the game in a way that Mesut Ozil never has, <laughs> ever, as far as I can see. Do you um, not just, do you not, smart buddy, do you not just want to grab him by the shoulders and go, no one hates you because you're Turkish, it's because you're fucking lazy? Yes, yes. He, he, <laughs> I remember when he played for, I mean, you know, that Germany game when, uh, with Lampard's goal over the line. And I seem to remember, there was, I can't remember who it was now. Um, I want to say James Mill, and it may not have been, uh, or Gareth Barry. But, I mean, you know, they had a 30 or 40-yard start over Ozil, and he absolutely galloped past them, yeah. you know, to, to to get the ball. And he thought, Christ, what a player he is. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's a bit of a, the Wenger effect there, Cheech, as well. And, Alex, sorry, everybody there. But um, the Wenger effect. And I think, you know, they are... As a team, so conditioned. You you can't. You know, twenty two years was he was he there? Twenty two years. Am I right? I think it's he was. Nice wasn't he? Um, he. You know that culture. Everything that Wenger did for that club uh, is is going to be so ingrained in that club. Uh, you know, and if he's still there or thereabouts or still visiting the the the, the club or whatever, it's the old things. You remember? Um, probably Chidge and JK are the only ones to be old enough to remember when Matt Busby left Manchester United and they went into a kind of terminal decline for about 10 years because Matt Busby was on the board yeah and he was Franco, Franco Farrell. Farrell I think was the one who actually came out with the quote and said it's like having a ghost follow you around you know you just yeah. oh, it's like it didn't help Moyes or no. Van Hull to have no. Ferguson hanging around a- at Old Trafford did it absolutely and I think that's the point and I don't think I don't think Wenger's got in any way up, upstairs or anything like that but that whole influence that whole 22 years of culture and everything you know the boss 
everybody knew him throughout the club is still there. And I think it's going to take Emery a long time to get it. And that's something we should try and take advantage of. And I think I would like to think, and again, you know, I'm, I'm still massively, you know, on the fence about Sarri, but I'd like to think he would say, you're at home. It's our first game of the season. I want you out of the blocks in a way that we haven't seen from many of our coaches for a long, long time, to be honest. Um, you know, get out there. You want it to be Klopp-like, don't you, for the first yes, 20 minutes? Yes, yes. I think that's a really good description because, you know, with all the criticism Klopp takes, um, you know, Liverpool, I think Liverpool are possibly the biggest challengers this season to, to City. And they certainly have the least amount of fear against well, City. The, the uh, thing to beat Liverpool, the yeah. plan to beat Liverpool is that you survive the first 20 minutes yes. and then you can settle down so and then they start to slow down a bit. I would like to think we could do that, but we we need to, we need to be less wasteful than we were in the pre-season, Chich. Massively less wasteful because, you know, um, we will go through lulls in mm. the game, you know, mm. even when the whole system is in place and you know in six months time when we're playing you know brazil 1970 style football there will be parts of that game you can't control a game from beginning to end the other team will always get chances and i just think you need to make sure that you know when they do get their chances if you're three nil up who gives a toss <laughs> Old yeah. right so so do you think we're gonna do you think we're gonna very quickly chat because i really want to go to the break uh do you think we're gonna win two, Tony? Two. two two for you jonathan what do you uh, reckon three one will win Mm. 2-0 lovely um, I don't I have no idea I'm just hoping that uh, I, all I hope for is that well actually number one it'll be great to be back and to see Marco and Chuckles and everybody at the stall first up it'll be lovely to be in the cock and have a few pints with people I haven't seen for a few months all I hope is that we don't see a repeat of that absolute shitstorm of a nightmare when AVB's Chelsea took oh, yeah. line. Arsenal and played with a very high line and got absolutely rinsed. It was one of the worst experiences I've had at the bridge. It was awful, that match. 5-3, wasn't it? Thanks, I tried to block it out. Yeah, 5-3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Van Persie ran oh. right. Wasn't he offside for one of them, looked, though? Looked, 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 looked like he was 92. Yeah, probably. Anyway, enough of all that. We'll see you next Saturday, won't we? Because, well, me, Alex and Jonathan will be there and uh, and Tony will be on his yacht in the south <laughs> oh, of France. That's it, yeah. So there we go. It's a sort of yacht with wheels on a caravan. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> well, it's one of those I was picking up you up Lila. there, Tony. The masses, the masses were believing yeah. what I was saying there. And by the way, uh, it's part, part three is coming up, talking of masses, because we've got masses... Masses of pluggery coming up, plus Alex talking about her book. And I have a question, Alex. Are you Kwaku in disguise? I've, I've, I've got to give Alex a bollocking over a book thing anyway in a minute. So, yeah, bring it on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. 
They have. Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea! Right, welcome back. Uh, I'm Stanford Chidge. You're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, of course. Uh, joining us, we've got the wonderful Jonathan Kid, kid who's gone to... Uh, drain uh, well, I don't know what the word monster. for it is. He's got to charge himself up. He's drain the sea monster and then, and then give himself a bit of a recharge. Uh, not a reach around, a recharge. And uh, we've also got the wonderful Tony Glover. Good evening. I'm still laughing at what you were going to come out with then. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh, it's lovely. That's the reason I have well, I have Tony on the show for many reasons, not least because he talks so much sense about about Chelsea Football Club, and he's a lovely chap. But also, he's the only person laughing your jokes. guaranteed to laugh at my terrible jokes. But they are they're good. Yeah, you know, you got to have people. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you've got to have people in your life who laugh at your jokes. You know, I, I mean, I, I married my wife on the basis that she was the only person who laughed at my jokes. So it's a very big thing. Don't don't ever ever belittle that thing, people. Uh, last, by no means least, the person who tends to punch me when I when I tell jokes when I'm in 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 punching distance, and that's the wonderful Alex. You Churchill. love a bit of abuse, though. You live for I do, it. I do. Only you from are. you, though. I do, I do indeed. Anyway, uh, enough of all of that. Uh, just a quick shout out for our wonderful website, ChelseaFancast.com, where you can read lots of very intelligent stuff, i.e. nothing written by me. Although that will change. That may change. Uh, I've been liberated by Yahoo, who are too tight to pay uh, people like me to write for them anymore. So I'm, I, I'm, I'll have to resort for writing for my own website. It's a bit like uh, that Groucho Marx quote, isn't it? I wouldn't want to be a, a member of a club that would have me as a member. So I'll just be a member of my own club. So there you go. Right. Now, I'm afraid, uh, as I did warn you beforehand, uh, there'll, there'll be lots of blathering on by me because we've got more pluggery than uh, you could shake a stick at in this part. But they're all important. Just a quick recap from last week. We had that lovely bloke Tom on from uh, Team Profit teaching you all how to uh, win money from the bookies by doing match bets so in other words you 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 bet i uh, say it was chelsea huddersfield not that you would ever bet against chelsea but you'd you'd put money on chelsea to lose and you'd put money on chelsea to win and the bets would kind of cancel themselves out and then you get the advantage of a free bet and then you use that free bet to uh to bet on something else which is going to make you money 
and they were Tom was teaching us all about this. But if you if you were interested in that and you enjoyed that, which I think we all did actually, and none of us are massive betters apart from Marco. But uh, check them out. Their website is teamprofit.com and uh, you can find them on Facebook. And there's a group there that kind of gives you some really good advice. And that is uh, just just look for Match Betting Free with Team Profit on uh, Facebook and you will find what you need. Uh, now, shortly, in conjunction with Love Sport, we're going to be getting involved with something called Seven of the Best. You've probably heard this on the Love Sport radio show, 7otb.com. This is kind of like fancy football meets betting in a way. Uh, and you pick seven matches each weekend. You have to predict six wins and one draw. And amongst your six winners, you have to pick a banker. So, for example, I picked as my banker Liverpool to absolutely hammer West Ham. And, of course, they did. Sadly, uh, Watford and uh, Fulham and somebody else who I will never back again all let me down. So I didn't win. But you can win a lot of prize money, basically. I will give you more details as they come to me. But keep your eyes pinned for 7ofthebest, 7otb.com or 7ofthebest.com. Uh, it's quite a lot of fun. And I, what I might do is try and get a little Chelsea fancast team together because we can have a bit of a, you know, we can have a bit of a bit of a giggle about it, really. Okay, so uh, talking of love sport, uh, we've got the Friday show coming up uh, this Friday, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Love Sport Radio dot com or on five five eight a.m. or on the uh, DAB digital channel. Uh, or even Alexa, actually. There was something on the script, Alex, that I wanted to draw your attention to because it said, your Alexa smart speaker. <laughs> and I wanted to point it out to actually it was it was a mis- mistypo because it meant you, you, Alex, are a smart Indeed speaker. Indeed I am. Which, of course, you are. <laughs> I know. So there you go. Anyway, this Friday, uh, me, Jonathan, and Mr. Mark Worrell and his xyl- uh, st- what is it? stylophone stylophone uh, will be joining uh, Aaron Paul, the big Indian hunk of man love. Uh, and uh, I keep saying this every week, and I've got to be honest with you lot, you know, apart from the wonderful Dan Burgess, you need to sort your bloody lives out. I know you're probably in the pub pissed or something, it being a Friday night, but we're doing a two-hour live f- uh, radio show, proper radio, which means you can phone us up and you can be part of the show. You know, it doesn't just have to be us wittering on. You lot can join in. So bloody get on the phone, phone up Love Sport between 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock this Friday and phone us, right? It's easy. We really, honestly, we, we absolutely crave you to phone us up because for us, that's the joy of doing a radio show. You can't, you can't phone us up on Mixler. You know, or maybe I could get you in on Skype. Well, that, that might be complicated. But the reality is you've got an opportunity. You can phone us up, speak to us live, say what you want to say. You won't get mugged off like you will when you phone up Tug Talk Sport. You're talking to proper Chelsea fans who will listen to what you have to say and not call you a dog nonce in the process. I promise that. Well, maybe to some of you I might, but no, no, honestly, I won't. All you have to do, you need to phone up 0208 558 and uh, you can be on the show too. So there you go. So do tune in this Friday. Now, before we get to that, we get, uh, we get, oh, I'm so chuffed about this. I spoke to him uh, last Friday, uh, last Friday or Thursday, but the Kerry Dixon show will be back this Thursday with me and the absolute legend that is Kerry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I've just read something from Breedsy. Uh, <laughs> or Mixer, which is quite funny. So I'm very sorry about that. Kerry Dixon show back this Thursday. Me and the absolute legend that is Kerry Dixon talking uh, for about half an hour as a little podcast to kind of have a look back at the Huddersfield game and have a look ahead to the Arsenal game. 
Um, love Kerry so much. It'll be just brilliant to uh, to be uh, to be doing a show with him yet again. Now, uh, there are some of you out there, uh, some of you in here on Mixler tonight, actually. I can see Drink Vodka is in there, for starters, who have very, very generously and lovingly uh, joined our Patreon website, Chelsea Fancast at Patreon, and have become patrons of the Chelsea Fancast, which means that they pay a very small amount every month to effectively subscribe to it and uh, you know help us cover the running costs. Very, very lovely and sweet of you that you do that. If anybody else wants to get involved, it's very easy. All you have to do, uh, as I said, you know, I, I look at it like the fanzine. You know, you, you pay a quid uh, every time you buy the fanzine. So, you know, a dollar every show or whatever. Anything you want. It's not, no matter how large or small, it's all welcome. Easily done. www.patreon.com slash forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Now, I've been racking my brain. As Drink Vodka has pointed out, his donations are to cover the vodka bill for when I meet him very, very soon. He's going to tell me in a mixler in a minute when, when he's coming in and I can see him next, but I always look forward to seeing him. He comes over from Sweden, and a fine chap he is too. Now, um, there are several things that were, were cropping up on Patreon this week. You know, I, I'm kind of hoping to use it as a bit of a message board and a bit of a chat centre so you can get hold of me in the week without having to email or stuff like that, and I will try and respond because I've now got the app on my phone, which makes it darn so easier. So I, I want ideas as to what we can do for you that makes what you, you know, contributing to it in the way that you do a little bit more special and unique, like our hardcore fans, that kind of thing. Uh, and I've talked about getting old episodes up there, which only you can access and all stuff like that. Now, somebody, uh, John Keppel, I think, mentioned, oh, I've got a great idea, he said. Why don't we or why don't you produce some Chelsea Fancast T-shirts? And I said, well, funny you should say that, John, because many, many years ago we had uh, some wonderful Chelsea Fancast t-shirts with ChelseaFancast.com at the top, uh, the Celery and Guinness logo with Chelsea Fancast on it, and up the Chelsea at the bottom. And we I don't know how many we did, actually. Quite, quite a lot, actually. Anyway, we sold them all in the end, and the, one, the only ones I've got I can't fit into because I'm too fat, which is why you've never seen me wandering around in them. But I reckon I'm definitely up for producing a whole whole new batch of people who are interested so let me know if you're interested and i'll get on that the trouble is i've i need to find out where i bloody got them all printed up and, and the old order but i'll, I'll get on the case because i think chelsea fancast t-shirts need to return they are unique and they look lovely they look very lovely and i might even consider actually giving a few away in uh to the patreon subscribers by way of saying thank you so there you go uh, and uh, there is something else i need to tell you people bit of a drum roll uh, but it kind of links into something that's not quite so happy. But one of the things that I was thinking about for ages and ages and ages and ages about what I could do with the money that you send us for uh, from Patreon, and I came up with the idea of doing a banner. Yes, the Chelsea Fancast will have a banner at Stamford Bridge. And uh, we have designed, uh, would you believe, and this is, a, this, is, this is breaking news, I haven't actually... Uh, I haven't uh, actually told anybody this or shown them yet, but we are in the process of making a Kerry Dixon banner, which will hang at Stamford Bridge, honouring the great man, who, of course, is associated with us because he does a podcast with us every week. And that, my friends, is what the Patreon people will have contributed to. We're looking to get that, I don't know, up sometime around October, hopefully. Uh, the reason for all of that is uh, because, very sadly, um, the chaps who are helping us to do this are the wonderful... Chelsea in Chicago boys, uh, Brian Wolf and his buddies, who are great friends of ours and superb. And very sadly, I don't know if, if anybody watching this on Twitter, if you're on Twitter and you see Chelsea Chicago 
their wonderful mate, who I've met, I think, if he's come over here, uh, is Walker Rice. And Walker, I'm afraid, has been diagnosed with a rather nasty illness and, you know, is in a bit of trouble. And what they've done is that they've set up um, a, a GoFundMe uh, campaign to, to help raise some fun, uh, money for him because he, he needs a lot of medical uh, support and he's American and as if you know the states that they don't have an NHS so it's bloody expensive and he's a fantastic bloke uh, not not least because he's pretty much responsible for uh, making a lot of the flags that we show at Stamford Bridge through We Are The Shed and people like that and of course he's done a lot of flags for people out in the USA so this guy is a, is a superb bloke and fundamental to the Chelsea cause so the least we can do is help him uh, and that's very easy to do just go to gofundme.com uh, and just search for Help Chelsea Chicago's Walker Rice. Walker, if you're listening, buddy, very sorry to hear your news, and I hope that you get up and about and uh, get better soon, mate. We're all thinking of you, and we're all right behind you fighting for you as well. So get well, my friend. Sorry to hear the news. Right, where are we? Okay, more news. I, 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 by the way, if anybody gets bored on Mixler, uh, Pete42, it's basically go to gofundme.com, and then do a search on Help Chelsea Chicago's Walker Rice, all right? I'll try and put a link up in a minute. But I'm having to kind of carry this on my own unless Tony and uh, Alex want to... Yeah, Alex and Tony chip in with something while I give my mouth a rest. <laughs> so, oh, oh, OK. No, so um, fans forum, Clayton stepped down um, after his two-year term at the end of last season. And it's me now. So I represent the fans forum... Uh, Chelsea fan calls at the fans forum from now on for the next two years there is a meeting in the middle of September um, and so there now is a page on the Chelsea website there's a page to contact fans forum representatives if you have anything you want to moan about to me so that I can then go and moan about it to the club then you've got till like the 5th of September for this meeting to uh, go to the Chelsea website or contact me through Twitter or whatever with any issues that you want raised with the club I've already been uh, hounded about the naffness of the fifth stand, about the naffness of the amendments to the virtual waiting room, and the naffness of the megastore again. So, um, yeah, if you want to add to any of that, then drop me a line. Smart buddy. Mm. Alex, Alex is my <laughs> gift to the club in terms of the fans forum. <laughs> I know. I just know how grateful. How grateful they are going to be when they, uh, you know, have her on their fans forum meetings. Um, right, talking of things like that, obviously, uh, you know, I'm the chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust for a little while uh, because we have an AGM on Sunday, the 19th of August, the day after the Arsenal game. So next Sunday. Uh, now, that is it's a very important meeting. It's where we report back to the membership about everything that we've been doing this year and we also give you a sneak preview of what the results of the annual survey are and we also you know announce the elections because there will be an election this year we've got 10 nominees for nine spots on the board uh so it's an important meeting uh if you want to go um you need to be a paid up voting member for a start but you also need to let us know if you're coming so if you've had an email from the supporters trust Please let us know if you want to come. It's easy. Membership at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. But it really is worthwhile coming along. Uh, and it'd be nice for me uh, to see as many of you as I can there because it's kind of 
really validates what we do and and it's our chance to report back to you and for you to you know give us a grilling as well and find out what's been going on uh, if you're not a member of the trust it's very easy uh, just go to the website and you'll find the join the trust bit on the homepage. usually a little green thing uh, it's five quid to join up uh, and that entitles you to come to any events we do vote in all the uh, elections that we have uh, vote on the motions, which is kind of our mandate uh, and agenda for the year. All the things like safe standing, kickoff times, ticket prices, uh, what's going on with the redevelopment, the CPO, you name it. All the really key issues that affect affect not just the match-going supporters, but anybody else as well, really. We, we are... We are there to represent you all, not just those who go to the matches, although obviously that, that will is will always be the main focus, as you can imagine. So there you go. Right. Um, and actually part of that, I mean, we were quite instrumental in uh, in Chelsea's new kind of anti-Semitic, uh, or say no to anti-Semitism, really, where they were organising trips to Auschwitz and very worthwhile projects like that, really to kind of, you know, re-educate people on and, and, and why the use of the Y word is no longer acceptable, not that it ever was in my view. But I'm delighted to say that um, they've uh, the campaign has had uh, a nomination for the ECA Best Community and Social Responsibility Program Award 2018, uh, and it's really uh, it's an awarded to to a member club with a club driven project which aims at supporting and or helping the community by tackling specific issues. So that's quite kudos to them for that. And also talking kudos kudos to London is blue. Uh, Canners, our mate Canners and Dan Levine for highlighting these very important issues uh, around racism in a recent series of special podcasts that they did. Give them a listen, people, if you can. They're really, really good. Um, I'm delighted and proud to say that we tackled this with Canners on a show, bloody hell, six years ago, maybe more. So it's good to see that other people are also getting getting involved and taking it seriously as it should be. Well done, the London is Blue boys. Love them dearly. We'll be on there, uh, no doubt, really soon. Uh, CFC UK, the new edition was out of the Huddersfield match, uh, entitled Come On, Come On, Hurry Up, Sorry, Come On, uh, which is genius in my view. Uh, as you know, you can get it uh, at the CFC UK stall uh, opposite Fulham Broadway Tube uh, on a Saturday on a match day. Uh, they're always on sale away as well and of course the, the, you know they've got sellers all around the area really so look out for that hurry up it's only a pound if you can't get it in person you can always subscribe online at cfcuk.net uh, or you can get it in the states by following on twitter at cfcukusa or at dlundberg underscore and uh, i mentioned the cpo in dispatches a minute ago uh, of course, absolutely vitally important, the Chelsea pitch owners uh, will be talking about that at the CSTA GM. Um, if you want to buy shares uh, in the CPO, which protects and safeguards football playing at Stamford Bridge for forever and ever and ever, very important, then you email info at chelseapitchowners.com and uh, then you can find out how to get a share. Now, uh, last but by no means least, and I, this is marathon-like of me, and I'm thoroughly embarrassed about waffling on on my own for the last 20 minutes I'm, I've lot, lot, I've only lost eight listeners that's not too bad really it's much, much uh, less than I feared uh, but um, we have two birthdays to shout out the first is the lovely Sujine from California who we've had the absolute delight and pleasure to meet on a number of occasions that she's made it over the pond it's her birthday today uh, but most of all most of all and, and please don't take this the wrong way Sujine but uh, it is the absolute delight and the wonderful lady the queen and first lady of Chelsea in America, uh, retired. Uh, uh, well, she's now married, so I was going to say Miss Beth Wilde is now Mrs. Beth Wilde, or I, I forget her married name. But Beth Wilde, it's your birthday today. I love you to pieces. The uh, the alternate, alternate reality Mrs. Chidge, 
Uh, I hope you've had an absolutely splendid day. We miss you. Come back soon. I think you're coming over in November. We look forward to seeing you then. But many, many happy returns to the marvellous, wonderful Beth Wild, without whom there would be no real decent support in, in America. I think she drove it all. She's an absolute legend, that lady. Much more of a legend than we all Can are Can I just here. say, all right, of the enough best... Enough of me waffling all on. The, all it, all yes, of the Tony, best please. people have their birthdays in August, Chidge. I'm, you know, I say that without don't any they, prejudice. Don't they? You know, but I know you're August the 5th. We said happy birthday. We said yes. happy birthday to you last week I, on the show, man. Where I was last Monday. Yeah, I, was, I was out somewhere, I seem to recall. But, you know, it's a fine month. It's, no, we, we it, has, it has produced some fine people, Chidge. August. It has. It has. The Queen yes. Mother, another one. She was August the 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Never let it be forgotten. Uh, uh, so I wish you to raise a glass to her because her birthday was the day before mine. I had, I had, a, I had, a, I had when I was at school, mm. Tony, I had a couple of really good mates. I mean, like when I started school, kind of five yeah. years old. There was one who had a birthday on, on the third, one on the fourth, and one on the really? fifth. Well, can August. I tell you, so I, I, I think I've told you, this, the day I after I've told you this before, but mine is one of the few days in the year where nobody else, there's no famous people have their birthday or no mega famous people have their birthday on August the 6th, except that on August the 6th, 1945, um, Enola Gay delivered a little present to Hiroshima. So my birthday coincides with, did, yeah, yeah. And my mate, a mate of mine actually sent me a birthday card with a big mushroom cloud in it. And it said, never forget. That's what he put on my birthday card. Lovely of him. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Well, I think, I think, I think the First World War started uh, on August the 4th or the ah, 5th, you know, right. something like that. So there we go. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, Leon, Gion Carbis is also the same day as me on the 5th of August, as is the Chelsea legend that is Salomon Kalou and Ryan Bertrand. How about that? You see? Anyway, we, we digress. We digress. Alex, your moment has arrived to save me from my voice and the listeners from me prattling on even longer than uh, they, they really, really have any uh, reasonable hope to do. Uh, Alex has got a new book out, everybody, uh, called Surviving Chelsea, which is all about last season. Uh, it's basically, in, in, in the words of Amazon, relive the madness. This is where we need Jonathan. He could, do a, he could have done a great number on this. Re, I'll try, shall I do this in the voice of Jonathan? Relive the madness, the hope, the fear, and the complete bewilderment of Chelsea's 2017-18 FA Cup winning season. If you dare... All the blogs, uncensored plus reviews, and a swift look at the World Cup, and a farewell to Antonio Conte. Chidge, can we go? Can we go again? Pretty good, Jake. Can we go again? Oh, he's back. No, no, no. He was listening all the time. Yeah, can we go again? And um, could you enunciate a bit and uh, and stress? (laughs) Stress the words just slightly <laughs> more, and uh, and you need to pitch slightly lower to be me. I think somehow. Jonathan, I I thought that was a really good impersonation of you. Oh, I, thought I, I thought it was. I thought it was Jay came himself. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask you. Cause... <laughs> there you go. Tony yeah. liked it. Alex. <laughs> yeah, I, Jonathan's just wringing his hands, wasn't he? I just can't believe I'm just so offended. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, I'm actually I've actually gone red because I've been I've been rumbled. Actually, I really generally didn't think know, he was there. So there you go. Uh, but Alex, you know, it's basically based on your fantastic. Uh, it's it's based on your fantastic blogs, isn't it? That you put on the fan cast amongst others. Uh, so tell us about the book and why people should you buy should it. You should buy it because Bertie's tastes are maturing and he now requires even more expensive cat food. <laughs> um, he's gone from so now, Felix as good as it gets. 
Bertie. It's no longer good enough for Bertie. Bertie has discovered this Felix mix-up thing where you get like chicken, but then it's got lamb-flavored gravy on it. So, and they do a fish box like that as well of all these different things. It's like a mix now. Yeah. So if I put down Felix as good as it gets, one flavored chicken now, he looks at me like I've shat in his food bowl. So basically, um, any efforts to help me fund Bertie's expensive food habits would be greatly appreciated. Also, because I end up throwing half of it away because the little bugger won't finish anything um, before it goes dry and horrible. Uh, yeah, it's last season's blogs. There's some new stuff in there as well. Some reviews of the seasons, player reviews. What's the new? What's the new stuff? What's so the new stuff? What's there the new is stuff? a review of the season in general. There is um, a bit about Antonio Conte. Um, there, is, there are player reviews for each individual player, and then there is a section that is basically a write-up of the World Cup by someone who doesn't <laughs> shit about the World Cup. So it's basically just mocking all the things like the Japanese fans tidying the stadium and uh, the fact that Harry Kane weighs nearly 16 stone. Um, and then about four paragraphs down, I wrote, uh, oh yeah, England, and then covered them as well. But it's a, a unique take on the World Cup because I was in Spain for most of it. Um, so I got to enjoy their downfall quite a lot. <laughs> They were like, just couldn't understand it. It was like three weeks. Okay, well, a, a, how much? How much? How much is it? How much is it? Nine ninety nine on Amazon. Can you get it from the store Ew. as well? Not as yet. I seen Marco? No. Why not? I haven't seen Marco to talk to him. Okay, yeah. I'll talk to him. But, we, uh, we need. I've got a whinge. It's just about you. I think uh, you know. I think you need to buck your ideas up and get the sequel or prequel to Black Winter out, young lady. Oh, so I'm already on it. I handed George Good. in four weeks ago, and I've written about four thousand words on that since. It's nearly uh, half done. Out by the I enjoyed that. And several... Is your George book out? Is your George book no, out? My yet? George book, which is the first authorized biography of George V, authorized by the Queen. That is since. 1984, three, 83, before I was born, um, is out in October, the beginning of October. It's all about George V during wow. World War One. Brilliant. But yeah, the Tony, the other one, and that's coming. Okay, good, 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 good. I enjoyed. Now, as I love you, Alex, and as I made a complete arse of myself earlier, even though I thought I was being really funny <laughs> and also talented, um, I'm going to ask Jonathan obsequiously whether he can do that paragraph even greater justice than i did to give your book a final plug would you do that mr <laughs> kid sir please well i might i might <laughs> do not in charles hawtrey's voice though i don't know not, not in charles hawtrey's voice <laughs> oh, no, no, can i pick my... whose voice you do it in i don't know whether that's a good idea Jake. personally hey can i pick whose voice you do it in Please. Yes, okay. Give me, try me. I, He's Charles Hawtrey. Uh, my childhood heroes was Kenneth Williams, please. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, like Frankie Howard. That's Frankie that was Frankie Howard, Howard. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You're challenging, um, challenging Frankie um, through uh, Kenneth. Uh, uh, where is it in the script, Chidge? I've lost it. I've lost my way. It's at Chelsea Book Club. It's above the part above part four. Part four, darling. Welcome back. I'm yeah, Chamford Chid. You're listening to Chelsea Fancast. Check out the website, ChelseaFancast.com. Above, above, above that. Above that. Okay. Part Actually, three. Actually, I changed. I changed my mind 
an interim <laughs> manager says, can we have it in a monster truck announcer voice? A mo- monster truck. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, God, I don't know where it is, though. After supporters trust. Okay, go fight. Fi- yeah, keep going down until you get to Chelsea Book Club, and then it says oh, yeah, surviving yeah, okay, Chelsea, okay. and that's your cue, darling. With okay. The madness, the hope, the fear, and the complete bewilderment of Chelsea's 2017-18 FA Cup winning season. F you dare! All the blogs uncensored, plus reviews and a swift look at the World Cup, and a farewell to Antonio Conte. <laughs> Now, look, it was the way you pronounced very, Conte very there. That's, that was right on the border, wasn't it, that one? <laughs> I'm amazed he hasn't... I'm amazed the Chelsea supports haven't changed his name by inserting well, a U yeah. for the... Don't for give, the him, zero, don't uh, give for him any the, input. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I want to know if all those sanctimonious no, 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 people okay. that insisted on pronouncing Conte as Conte because they wanted to do it in a French accent, I look forward to hearing all of you pronounce Kepa's surname in a Spanish accent authentically yeah. all season. And, and the thing is, the thing is, of course, they got it wrong, um, Alex. They got it completely wrong <laughs> because it's it's the it's the same as um, uh, um, Tour de France and uh, um, sorry, not get it right. Sorry, uh, um, Twenty Four Hour Le Mans and Le Mans Saint Michel, and there's a distinction. Le Mans, Le Mans. And it's Conte and Conte. Conte. And he's Conte. And yeah. uh, so when all these people who've been calling him on the box, every time he's playing for France and the ITV commentator kept saying, Conte, you want to go? No, mate, no, no. Oh. Uh, and somebody annoyingly tweeted me and said, no, it's how he pronounces his name. And you go, no, it's a French thing. It's just a slight deviation, you know, for God's sake. As you if, don't pronounce as... everyone else's name in the accent of their country they're from. So why does everybody do it for Conte? For him, oh. yeah. Exactly. And Kante. Kante seems to work quite well, doesn't it? Even though it's slightly wrong, but you know they don't say they don't say. Um, they do say Paris Saint Germain. Well, they, they? they don't they just suddenly Paris. go. Oh look, Azad has got a penalty. They don't do they? That's so true. why That's do they true. have to do it? They for say him? All right. Okay. Well, Listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I think this is all a load of cant. <laughs> uh, we need to move. Very on. clever, Chief. Uh Because because. Ev- you think it's? I am. That's what Very you pay me for. Anyway, listen. Part four's coming up. Uh, after all this bilge from me over the last 20 minutes or so, uh, Jonathan has a couple of emails to read. And this is really what, what my favourite part of the show. Um, now, we've because we've blathered on so long, I, listen, let's give it a whirl. If any of you want to ask us a question about anything, this is your time to post it. While I'll read it very it quickly, Chidge. I'll read them really quickly. All right. right, so this is this. there we go. After the break, we'll be oh. back with you. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Ah, oh, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, the last part of which, and this is time for your emails read by the mellifluous Jonathan Oh, Kidd. thank you, Chidge, yes. This is from Shane. Dear Chidge, JK, that's me, et al. Who's al? <laughs> I've been having an... <laughs> I've been having a, a negative gut reaction to Jorginho's... I'll start again. I've been having a negative gut reaction 
to Jorginho's unquestioned inclusion in the squad for every preseason game and then for the first match. I know this happens a lot with key players brought in. So I was trying to keep this feeling to myself. And then he took the penalty. For some reason, that really annoyed me. Can you speak about this? I think we have. Provide historical context slash examples, maybe just some empathy for my reaction. I've no doubt he has a ton of quality. It's more a matter of respect to our other squad members that was making me uneasy. Thoughts? Thanks. Well, I think as he took the penalty in the pre-season and did it the same way and was fantastic and Morata um, failed miserably and uh, Hazard wasn't on the pitch, I think he was possibly the best person to take the penalty um, and, uh, and did rather well with it. And clearly he has a lot of uh, influence so, um, but um, historical context examples. Who came in first and took a penalty that we haven't seen before and usurped somebody? There was nobody usurped because Hazard wasn't on the pitch. So I thought it was fair enough, personally. Anybody else? I have no problem with it. Yeah, no. I couldn't care less who takes it. It's not But then to be fair to this person, to be fair to this person, I'm having the same negative yeah. reaction every time I see Murata's face at the moment. I can't explain why. I think it just just chill out. That's what I'm trying to do. Just chill out and let the season progress, and all will be well. I think. I think. You know, one thing we don't know, of course, is if if Sarri, in fact, nominated, uh, you know, penalty takers, you know, presuming Hazard wasn't on the field or whatever. So he may well have nominated uh, Jorginho to do it. The other thing that I think is interesting is actually, you know, we were talking about leadership earlier on, and and. Not only does he obviously, you know, exhibit those leadership qualities, but I think the rest of the team were happy to go along with that, which I think is also interesting. So I, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest, Jane, but I kind of understand mildly where you're coming from. Um, this is from Jay. Hi, Chijin team. Great to have you all back after the break. Thank you very much. Just a few thoughts on Conti slash Sari and where we are. I don't know whether anyone else like me was sad to see Conte leave definitely not me, when he could have been our manager for the next two years. Oh, my God. I have to say, (laughs) in his first season with us, he was magnificent. He was indeed. Pulling the disparate players together, changing the system, bringing his passion to the pitch and into the crowd, of course. In the press conferences, he was calm and measured. I think that's because he couldn't speak English properly. Bringing an air of class to the club after the previous Mourinho madness. True. Some people even stopped hating us. Well, I don't think that'll ever happen. Unfortunately, he... Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, he tripped over his ego in the second year, he did, with well-recorded fallings out with Costa, all the Brazilians, and ultimately Hazard. We'll never forget the pathetic display and tactics against City away. I will never forget that. Or his total inertia and lack of interest against Spurs at home. That's a very good point, which we don't seem to bring up. He was crap against Spurs at home. Noticeable that at the FA Cup final, none of the the players celebrated with him. No, indeed. Never have the board made such and such somebody stamped a cup on his head never have the board made such a deal out of paying compensation to manager so he must have really pissed them off too so he had to go yes i think that's the case so enter sarri looks like roman has finally got his footballing manager shame it's a few seasons too late what would sarri have made of a squad including including hazard matter de bruyne lukaku salah oscar et al i'm not so sure about oscar um we've kept three or four out of our three out of our four integral players, and at least we won't have to listen to Courtois bleating about Madrid anymore. No, hooray! Some good additions, although we'll have to see if Kepa lives up to his price tag. 
and a manager willing to include some of the youth. So yet again, the club proved the persistent press agenda of a club in crisis and falling apart. Untrue. Absolutely right. The bloody media nonstop. So what can we expect for the coming season? Well, I don't think we'll have to suffer like last season. No, we'll be more attacking and attractive to watch. On the downside, we don't have the squad yet to match the system. So we'll have to be patient whilst they come to terms with what is required. Top four is a must and will be achievable and is challenging this year. But as I would expect the team to be stronger in the new year, why not another Europa Cup? which gets you into the Champions League anyway. Yeah, I think we'll win it. As always, our season will never be dull, but just a plea to all the fans, including the nappy shitters, to get behind the team and the manager and stay with them whilst they adjust to the changes. Just look at what has happened with the Scousers. <clears throat> Sorry for going on and on, as always. Come on, you blue boys. Jay. I don't think he went on. I think that was Bloody good. hell, if he thinks that's going on, he wants to yeah. see somebody he has has been read previously. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a drop yeah. in the ocean. It's three pages, some of them. Exactly. Like and they were good, good yeah. points. And I, I, I think we'll win the Europa League. Yeah. And um, doesn't that uh, take you in uh, an earlier stage, though? I think to the Champions League. I think it does, doesn't it? Europe, yeah, I think it does. Well, it does, we'll yeah. Second, anyway. I think we'll finish in the top three anyway. Personally, I'm very positive about the season. I think you can tell. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, stranger things have happened. I mean, I, I personally think uh, that, uh, well, you see, actually now Arsenal was so shit, it's, it's kind of rocked the boat a bit for me because I was saying City first, Liverpool second, Arsenal third, and then fourth spot would be between us, Spurs and United because I think United will melt down thanks to Mourinho. Spurs won't, you know, have gone backwards because they haven't gone forwards by buying people. Uh, and I do think it'll take time for us to work it out. But having seen Arsenal on Saturday, I, I think that, you know, third is eminently achievable. I have to say, I think Liverpool will, will give City a run for their money this year. And I think City are streets ahead of everybody else. So I think it'll be tough to, to break into the top two. But stranger things have happened. Have you seen, Chidge, that um, Spurs can't get into the stadium until January? Yes, it's been an announcement today. Or something. <laughs> yeah. well, we know, didn't we prophesy that that it was just all pie in the sky, all this instantly getting in there? Because well, they, they were always. They, isn't that why their first four or five games are away? Isn't it? I think this season, because they were due in. I don't know sometime in October, I thought, but um, they managed to get so they would have all their games away and not have That's to use. Right. Them. That's right. Do you know what my? Do you know what my secret hope What's is, that, Tony? Him? My seek, my secret hope is that Tottenham Stadium has been delayed or is over budget and overdue because there are so many Chelsea builders working on the project who have deliberately gone on. Yeah, a yeah. We'll, we'll some, I have this fantasy yeah, that there's presents happened. for them in various places. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> be no doubt. Just rock, rock. Like buried Chelsea shirts in the concrete no, and stuff like that. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, isn't it? Listen, um, we do have time, and we do have a few questions. I'm scrolling down. I've seen lots of nonsense about pronunciations. You've obviously been getting off on that. Yes, good for you. Bugbear, uh, I've got one, got one from Rob Dog here. You want me? It's a bugbear for me, pronunciations. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Danny Baker school yeah, of thoughts. Yeah. It's, you know, they're Ajax, not Ajax. <laughs> that's that. You know, get on with it. Yep. <laughs> Lovely. Jonathan, uh... Rob Dog's got a question for you. Has JK finally forgiven Kalu? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> ever, ever. Dreadful. Can you elaborate, Dreadful. please? 
Grenfell was kicking the ball over the goal on, in the cup Any... final when he was standing about an inch away from the goal line. Will stay with me. And haunt, I was haunt right me, behind that. Haunt me for the rest of my life, that will. It's just every time I think of him, that, that yeah. act. I was right behind yeah. that. And, and what was the other one? Another one. It's Similarly, at Stamford Bridge, the ball a... was crossed to him and he just had to tap in. And he managed to, to skew it past the post. And I just went livid. I can't, the number of times. And then, of course, to be fair to him, he did provide the odd... Uh, um, the, the cross for... Um, uh, who was it at Liverpool to head in in the last minute of the Champions League? Um, Fraser. Uh, who was it, say again? What was his name? Oh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, in the last minute. Um, the chap who went to Fulham. Uh, Riser, yeah, back. Yeah, Riser. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a plus for him because he, it was a lost cause. So he, he, he sort of eased himself back into my good books a bit. But uh, um, I just felt that... You're forget you're forgetting his you're forgetting his most notable moment for which he should therefore be given all uh, indiscretions at Chelsea in front of goal, and that is when he went for the ball and his shorts <laughs> fell down, revealing his his little shiny shiny buttocks. Um, who was the other Everton player who did that? Used to play for Ireland. Who's a pundit for match of the day? What's his name? Yeah, Kim Kevin Kel. Kel- yeah, yeah, I was there, there when he was yeah, playing for Sunderland. Playing for, uh, playing for Sunderland. Yeah, and, and his shorts fell down on the. T- somebody passed the ball to him. No, he, he was changing yeah. them. They were split. That's somebody right. passed the ball to him. and He tried to play on, and <laughs> he was right. just wearing a pair of a pair of uh, briefs. Right. And I I sent him a tweet about that. They were actually no, they were actually they were actually his wife's ah, knickers. That was Jonathan. the problem, was it? Ah, I see. And I sent him a note. I sent oh. him a note on Twitter saying, uh, "I remember that incident. Good to because he just uh, he just." Um, first time on Twitter, I said, "Good to see you. Do you remember that great moment where the ball was passed you when you you didn't have your shorts on?" And he put, uh, "No, that never happened." He said that was a story that was made up. Um, and I thought, "Hang on, me and several thousand. I wrote back, me and several thousand other Chelsea fans saw it. Why are you denying it?" And he said, "Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story." I thought, "Oh God, oh, how unfair!" You saw that, Chid. You oh, remember dear, seeing that, me. don't That's you? Poor. Yeah, we were there. We were there. We were both there. I had a bird's eye view, mate. Yeah. 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 But good. No, I'm afraid the answer to the question is no. Uh, No, I will never forgive Kalu. He was a low point for me consistently. Oh, you're very harsh. Um, Right. I've got a question that uh, only I can answer. Uh, Well, not necessarily only I can answer, but I'm going to. Uh, Gion, who is going to be at the Arsenal game on Saturday. This is the best. This is the best question of the lot. What time and when will the fancast folk be in the cock on Saturday? Uh, that's a good question, Keon. What time is it? Three o'clock kickoff? No, it's or is five, it late kickoff? Five thirty. Remind yeah. me, someone. Oh, brilliant! So I got a whole whole day of drinking. Do you realise it's going to be potentially really crowded in there because the elk has gone? Yeah, the elk has gone. Yeah, but they won't let the riffraff from what, the elk like into me? the cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, a... um, there's also a new pub opened, isn't there? I think, um, I think there's one opening where it's the one that's next to Fulham. The Broadway one that's always Tube. changing hands. That's now going to be a, yeah, but that's going to. Be... I've heard, I've, I remember Cliff telling me something about it. It's owned by a Chelsea fans, so I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one next to Fulham Broadway. So I suspect the elk will go in there. Um, good question, Keon. Um. I don't know. Lunchtime. I'll give. I'll, I'll let you know more. More. Uh, you know, as as the day approaches and once I've got out of bed and all that malarkey. But I, if it's a late kickoff, I, I I'll aim to get in there for about kind of one two would be my guess. You know, because I don't want to get too hammered before the game because I actually do like to see what actually happens. 
Uh, interim manager asks thoughts on the postponement postponement of the stadium build. Who would like to answer that? I would. One? I'm Tony. gutted. I think it's a huge step backward. I think we're going to get left behind by uh, other teams um, with their sixty thousand seaters, and I I just think you know ultimately part of your and I hate to say it, but it's a fact of modern football. Part of your brand part of what you sell to a player is the theatre in which they play and I just worry that we will have fallen behind most of the other clubs in the top six um, with a stadium that's as good as it could be as it is but is looking fairly clapped out if you ever go into the west end um, I'm just getting it right hold on east stand sorry um, you know if anything it's a listed yeah, building, it's a mate. It's aged, though. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's a shocker, I think. And I just think the whole ground, I'm really sad about it. I thought, you know, as part and parcel that, I would have proud as punch of having a fantastic ground like that. Um, and I got a bit fed up with all the whinging about, oh, we're going to have to move for a few years and all this. Um, you know, this is coming from the very same people who say the club must go on and the club is more important than anything else. Um, moaning about the fact that they might have to go and watch football at a different ground for a few years. And I'm really, really sad. I, I, I understand why. Um, I think, you know, costs spiraling. I think the the way, uh, you know, I'm not Roman Bramovich's biggest fan in the sense, you know, um, I think there's a, it's a lot of issues I've got with him, but he's been treated shockingly by the government and I don't blame him for doing it. But, you know, there's probably a good thousand jobs that have just gone because of that that would have been, you know, used on that building and that stadium and everything that went around it. So, you know, it's a bit of an own goal from a government or point of view. Um, and I just want Chelsea to be the best. And that includes the stadium. I wanted that. That would have been iconic, that stadium. I, I have heard through another source, um, which was off air on the podding shed, that the plans are not shelved for something. But... Yeah. Um, whether it would be in the same form or in the same place, because uh, I believe um, the Earl's Court thing um, has hit some trouble and that might be raising its head again. Which, oh, you know, fantastic news. I would I accept, share. I would like that. I would like Me that. Too. I, I was, Me that would too. have been a, a, a fantastic place to go, some, you know, uh, and, and not not so far away from the current place. I mean, you can walk to Earl's Court in, what, 10 minutes, I think, the thing? I, I think, think, I think one fit. of the bugbears has also been where to go to so if it was somewhere that was being built separately and the club didn't yes. have to move that would be that would probably help i think it would save them millions yes um, it would uh, it would uh, but I, it, I, yeah, I, I, if there's I been do... a snag with the uh, with earl's court i like you absolutely was absolutely gutted by it i share your your uh, qualms with it and your misgivings about um, the club not uh, competing as a consequence of having a, a smaller shabby stadium and uh, and i think it was a it's a wonderful design uh, and in brilliant architecture, and uh, it, as you say, you'd have uh, it would be the the the, the most attractive looking ground in England. And if and, they could, uh, if they could, if they could get Earl's Court and, and build something similar to that, and of course, then you've got a huge amount of uh, real estate to kind of offset the cost, then haven't you as yes, well? So, yes, as well. You know, but I, I yes. you know, I, it it was that point that I want us to have the best stadium in London, better than Wembley, better than Old Trafford, better yes. than anybody else's, yes. as well as the Absolutely. best stadium. Um, 
I, I hate to be the party pooper on all of this, you but are. I, I'm not as gutted as both of you. Although I, I, I have also heard that it, it is a, it is only on hold, so you know plans are not necessarily shelved. Uh, I think the Earl's Court thing is an interesting thing, but I don't think anything's happened with that per se. So I think that that's a question of two and two, adding people adding two and two and making five. I mean, personally, I've always said that I would rather stay at Stamford Bridge. That's always been my preferred option. But if if we had to move, had to move, then I think like Arsenal moving to the Hemorrhoid <laughs> Stadium. If you're in the same manner and you can still drink in the same, and you can still drink in the same pubs, then it's for me that is like acceptable. But um, I, I I take issue with the oh, we're not going to have a 60,000 stadium, which means we can't compete with anybody anymore. Because the reality is, is that, you know, rebuilding and redeveloping that stadium at about a billion quid and increasing the capacity by not actually that much more than we have already per se, because a lot of the uplift is in is in corporates, you know, it's it's economically not viable at all. And I don't think it actually would have helped us financially to compete with everybody else. In fact, actually quite the reverse because of the absolute huge cost of it. Um I think as an iconic stadium is lovely, but I mean, you know, I've sat in that place for a long time and I quite like it. So I'm, I'm a bit more ambivalent than you two, but I, I think that's it. I don't think we've heard, I don't think we've heard the last of it. I, I, you know, I really don't. And, and I share Tony's view about the way Roman's been treated as a political pawn, which I think is just shithousery from this government, which of course specializes in shithousery. So, you know, I think we shall see. I've got one more question. Okay, and this will be the last one because it may well be the last one actually. But there you go. But it's from the wonderful Vinda Blue, who says, "Is only one spot in central midfield vacant for the likes of Barkley, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Fabregas, Kovacic, uh, with Jorginho and Kante likely to play almost every match?" I mean, I would say yes, simply. But I'd be interested to hear what Alex yes, has to say. Yes, absolutely. I'd be amazed if we see much of Fabregas. I said it on the radio the other night without swearing that he's fucked this season but he he took he chose to be fucked he was given the option so he has one year left on his contract could have been sold but he would have had to settle for a lot less money or he could see out the end of his contract at Chelsea and know that with a new manager coming in and money flying around he probably wasn't going to play that much because in the words of Dan he's like a sad little donkey on one leg who needs to be shot. I thought that was kind of harsh, but against City, that was pretty accurate. And he chose the money, and that's fine. But that means that he has to accept that he's hardly ever going to play, I think. He, he's going to be in the cup games, and I would think that would be about it. It'll be an interesting in, interesting to see who they pick for all the Euro, early Europa Cup games, mm. Europa I think League that, games. I think that last, that last spot is really Kovacic, Barkley or Loftus-Cheek. Because I think the the alternative of eleven will have um, uh, Zappa Costa and uh, and Ampadu and Christensen and Emerson in it. I think you've already got an alternative eleven to play in the Europa League. Can I just say before we go, I apologise to uh, uh, Kalu, who um, of course played in the Champions <laughs> the Champions League final, and uh, anybody who won the the Champions League for Chelsea should be given great respect. So uh, I'm slightly overreacted. Too yeah. bloody right. Mate. Can, can I can I also can I also add a, a coda and a caveat to what I was saying about the stadium rebuild because I forgot to mention the other reason why I'm I'm a bit ambivalent about it. Uh, unlike Tony, I think I think having to move away for what was looking like having to move away for what was looking like four years, that is a big issue, and I and I and I feared uh, and still do if that is the case that we have to do that. I, I fear for what ha- will happen with our support. Yeah. 
And the reason for that is that, you know, the most of our, a lot of our match going support is around my age, Tony's age, dare I say, even Jonathan's we'll age. We'll be dead. And we'll I knew anecdotally a lot. Well, not, not just that, but it's, I think at our age, I think a lot of the people I know of that age were thinking, well, you know, if, if we're going to move for four years and we're going to move to a shit house like Wembley, I think I might just call it a day. You know, and I think that was a genuine, genuine fear. And I think the club were genuinely worried about that as well. So, you know, that's perhaps also why I was a bit ambivalent. I, I, I'm in no way trying to say I don't want <laughs> that, us to that, build a new because stadium. Because that would, that would always be I the situation, like, wouldn't it? I I'm also saying I did... Well, I'm not saying I don't, didn't, you know, don't want to have a new stadium. I'm not saying I, I don't like the development because it, it, it would without doubt be the most iconic stadium in the country. So I'm all for that, but I think it, it's not as black and white as uh, as, as some are saying. Sorry, no, Tony. I, 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 I was then. merely saying that that perennial problem of older people of a certain age, um, you know, potentially not bothering anymore because it's too far to go, and they don't want to go to a stadium. It, that's never going to go away. That's always going to be there, and I think the club has to brave at some no, point and say, "Listen, you know, um, we're prepared to take that hit because for everybody that leaves, there may be more people." I, I still think. You know, for me, the, you know, this, there's this whole thing. The club are bigger than any player. They're bigger than any one person, which makes them bigger than any one fan or any group of fans, I think, because in 10 years' time, we won't be here, potentially. And the next generation of Chelsea no, fans would exactly. be, I think, they, you know, that they'd be as proud of that Stamford Bridge, wherever it is, at Earl's Court or, or, or one of the current site, as we are of this one and as of the people in the 50s were of the old one with the mm. running track. I'll still be it. here. I'll Tony, Tony, I think, <laughs> Tony, I think that those are very sensible and wise words. What a lovely note to end it on, and I think actually the point that you're making, really, which people of our generation really need to get hold of, is that actually, you know, there will be a lot of people who come after us, and in many respects, the new stadium is for them, not us, and maybe that's what we should think of sometimes. And with my Chelsea supporters trust chairman hat on, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Right, enough of all that. We need to go because uh, we're <laughs> we're now at time. We're over time, of course. I tell you what, I I do I do like this. I think actually every week I'm going to really try very hard to leave a little bit of time in here for the mix of a lot to yeah, ask us questions. It is good. Much it is. more interesting for us, isn't it? Alex, Alex, Before Alex, we go, Alex. I am be outside Stamford Bridge collecting for that war event that's going to be an aid of veterans in actions who are usually um, the usual guys that are outside by the West End collecting for wounded veterans. So I'm going to have a bucket and I'm going to be begging mm. for money. So please come and give me some. Not just you, everybody. Yeah, lovely. Well done, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no just you. I will. Only I two. will. Uh, <laughs> You're not getting past me. You're okay, you're just rich. me. You're not All right. Past me, J.K. I will rugby tackle you to the ground. Yeah. All right, I'll give you something. Listen, <laughs> I am going to try and incorporate a bit of this this Q and A in the shows going forward. Yeah. I think it's a cracking idea. I love the fact that the mixler people get to be involved. We really enjoy it, and this is the point I'm making about bloody phoning up to the Love yeah, Sports Show. Up. Uh, which I'm going to beat you around the head within a minute. Anyway, uh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, dear people, that that is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, we will be back next Monday, uh, where, of course, it'll be me and Jonathan, as always. The wonderful Joe Tweedy, a man with a brain the size of a planet uh, and who can tell us all about the things that we don't know. Uh, now, it's possibly Clayton, but it could possibly be somebody else because there's been a bit of a swap around thanks to her 
Her Majesty Alex not being available for certain I'm dates. Going so to I was Sicily. unaware. Of. So I've suckers. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well. Whatever. But Clayton. Clayton. At the moment, Clayton's first sub, but it could be it could be even Liam Toomey if I ask him. Anyway, we'll see. But basically, basically, definitely Jonathan, me and Joe. Uh, but before all of that, of course, don't forget to uh, tune into the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio this Friday, seven o'clock till nine p.m. Me, Jonathan, Mark Worrell, and the big uh, Indian hunk of love that is Aaron Paul. Uh, we'll be talking all things Chelsea, looking ahead to uh, the Arsenal game, of course. And as I was saying a minute ago, the best thing is you can phone in. You can phone in, join in the show, debate with us, ask us questions. We can move off the script. We love it. Please, please, please get your finger out of your rear end on a Friday night. Phone us up. Make your Uncle Chidge a happy man. The number to call is 0208 70 20 558. Simples. Now, uh, and slightly before that, of course, we've got the lovely uh, Kerry Dixon returning on the Kerry Dixon show on Thursday. Magic. I cannot wait. I do love Kerry like like a like a brother. I love the man. Uh, anyway, uh, so tune in to Kerry and me on Thursday, the Love Sports Show on Friday, and then we'll be back on Monday with this show. All good stuff. And, of course, all, the, all of these shows are available as podcasts on Acast, Apple Podcasts, and all sorts of other podcast media, so you've got no excuse not to listen to them. And you can follow us all on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Alex at CFC GWLB, and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. And as I said, and I have said repeatedly tonight, just to keep Gion happy, do check out the ChelseaFanCast.com website. And many thanks to Gion and the Chelsea Fancast bloggers for their fantastic content that goes up during the week. And make sure you follow them all on Twitter too. And they are. Gion is at, at CarbisLLI. Chris Bradford is at Bradford underscore CFC97. Nick Blakely is at CFC Nicholas. At Tosser of a Coin, Tom Gott is at Tom Gott 95, a blue up north at Clitheroe Blue, Ken Barkway at Ken Barkway, Simon Phillips at Cy Phillips Sport, Dean Mears at Dean Mears, Martin Wickham at Martin underscore Wickham, Clayton Beerman at Goalie 59, Joe Tweedy at Joe Tweedy, John Carpenter at John Topier. Well, John Topier. So John J O N T O P. John Topee, I don't know, J-O-N-T-O-P-E-A, and the lovely Nick Stroudley is at Nick Stroudley. It's all on the, it's all on there. I'm going to do a little, Heon is going to do a little separate page on the website which lists all the bloggers and a little bio. Aren't you, Heon? Yes, David. Oh, yeah. Amazing anyway, impersonation. Uh, everything that we write gets... <laughs> it was, you know that Heon's just off yes. to step in Everything we write as get... well, in case you missed that scroll by. He has. has he really? Oh, okay. Has he? Oh, okay. I've just seen that. I, I might. I'll take you up on that, Keon. You and Joe Tweed. Bloody hell. Me and J.K. can have a sleep for two hours. Great. And you can just carry on doing the show. Right. Everything we write gets posted on Twitter, as you know, and our Facebook uh, Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. So make sure you take them out and uh, I'll retweet them. And if you want to write for the Fancast, join our gathering band of merry pranksters then uh, just tweet us at Chelsea Fancast or Keon at Carbis LLI or uh, email ChelseaFancast at gmail.com that my friends is that for tonight uh, Tony always an absolute pleasure I've having you it. on the show when have you got another um, show it won't out? be now till I get back from holiday so it's about September the 9th to get back so it'll be that week at some point I'm away for three weeks well hopefully I will be seeing you on the 4th 14- yes 
Yeah, hopefully I will next be seeing you then yes, on the 14th. Yes, I, I need to make sure that the, the boss is okay because she's off somewhere else. So, um, yeah. Well, she's off somewhere else, exactly. so you can come in, you great Wally. Be boys night out. I'm going to be on the fucking post train, though. <laughs> so, yeah. And we've got yeah. a game today, aren't yeah. we? We're cars in, aren't we? Well, yeah, well, well, that we we've got there's some, there's some cheap hotels around us yeah. actually. I'll ch- I'll scrape them out, mate. Yeah. Seriously, if you need to have That'd somewhere to kip. Yeah, all right. I would offer you floor space in the flat, no, but there is no floor it. space because it's a tiny flat in Pimlico. Fine, yeah. Um, there'll be loads of Chelsea yes. there, mate. A lot yeah. of us lot there. Big big Chelsea turnout, and quite possibly Canners, Kerry, and Jason Bradley will be coming. Then I want to be there. I do want to be there anyway. Mm, yeah, so do, it could be I quite. Do. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Indeed. a hooli. If you don't go, I'll be very yes, upset with you. So there you go. You've been Jeez, warned. No pressure. Um, Thanks, Anyway, uh, enough of the... Sorry, Tony and I sorting out <laughs> our social uh, life and diaries here, which is rubbish. Uh, but, Tony, brilliant to have you on the show, as always. Alex, you're an absolute loon, and I love you like a sister. In case you hadn't realised that you were gobbing on a bit, did you not hear Bertie protesting down the microphone? Like, shut up, Chidge, I'm hungry now! <laughs> did you not hear it? Well, I'm very sorry. I'm no, I didn't. He I'm very sorry, Bertie. Though, really, really so. sorry, Bertie. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't speak. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, the thing is that Bertie's meow sounds like a no. So basically, you were speaking, and Bertie was going, "No, up! weren't you? Like, like, like him, him, and millions <laughs> of others, Alex. No doubt, Alex. Great to have you on the show, my love. Uh, hopefully, I'll catch yep. up with you Saturday. Be nice to see you for a gin at yep. the very least. Maybe we'll uh, hang around the cock together. Good times. <laughs> yeah, if it's a late kickoff, I mean, I've got the trust AGM the next day, so I'm not going to be doing beers afterwards. So you have to catch me Well, there you go. All right. Uh, last, but by no means least, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. I look forward to seeing you on Friday, of course, Jonathan. I look Jonathan. forward as well, Chidge, with the, uh, the terrifically uh, funny Aaron. So... Uh, Let's hope that he's um, he's not feeling he's going to be uh, getting his cards and he'll be slightly more jolly than the last time I was on. So. Well, no, I quite like it when he's quiet and does nothing because it means That's we can true. get to the show. Remember, everybody, ring in. For goodness sake, ring in. Yeah, ring in. Yeah, ring in. Ring in. 0208-70-25-58. You know the number. Do well. it. Aaron is a very disgruntled, sad United fan, and you can rip it out of him if you ring <laughs> in. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well said, Alex. Right, we've got to go. You lot, you lot have been, you lot have been utterly brilliant. Shut up, Alex. You lot have been utterly brilliant. Uh, the only matched and perhaps surpassed by the wonderful people who have uh, been in Mixler tonight with us. Lovely to see you in there as always. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it the It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.